It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. And a very pleasant good evening to you, Joe Linville, Bill Cornwell, and we are still looking for Ryan Epling. Now, actually, he'll be joining us here in just a few minutes. He's uh, He uh, had to do his normal yeah. PA duties down at Wayne and that game is over and he's on his way yeah. to the studio. So, Bill, good to see you. It's good. been, what, nine months? It's been a, it's been a while. We're, well, the second I guess second week in March obviously was when we had the state tournament going on down at Charleston and uh, ground throw three champions down there and we're ready to get it going again starting this weekend. Yeah, it's it, it's flew by. I mean, you know, yeah. it seemed like blinked and we were through football season and and ready to start our uh, winter season of basketball boys and girls basketball from across the state of west virginia it's going to be an interesting year because uh, you know there are uh, really some uh, i think some new faces that we're going to see and that we're going to profile this year maybe some schools that we haven't heard from now now some of the usuals uh, certainly are going to be around both in the boys and the girls side but um, there's going to be some challengers this year. You just kind of get a feeling. As we were watching teams last year and profiling them, you, you would talk about teams, and you know they're they're not quite there yet, but they're getting there. Right. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if maybe some of the uh, the usual uh, big daddies. Uh, get knocked off this year. <laughs> exactly. You know, and of course, I've been, well, I followed, you know, basketball, especially down through the cold fields pretty close. And, you know, some of those teams uh, are, you know, reloaded from the seniors that they lost from last season. And then some of them's going to struggle this season. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it, and it takes a, a few games to see what's really going to happen. So, you know, we're really into, you know, the girls have finished up a week and the boys are just getting started this week. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of basketball to be played. And, uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see how it, uh, Irons out over throughout the season. Yeah, uh, western part of the state. Uh, you know, it really uh, it's a it's crapshoot right now. Uh, kind of looking at the Mountain State Athletic Conference as far as AAA is concerned. Yeah, there's not really a dominant team. This is kind of a, uh, for instance, uh, of course Huntington's always been such a dominant team, and of course they've got a new coach in Chris Gray this year, and uh, they've got a lot of uh, parts uh, that are kind of developing, and uh, we'll see. Uh, Capital should be pretty good uh, down in the Kanawha Valley. Uh, Coach Rick Green and GW should be, as usual, a force in the MSAC. As far as on the girls' side, uh, it's kind of a crapshoot there right now. And uh, probably maybe the, the two best teams in the western part of the state are in double-A and single-A in Wayne and in St. Joe. On the girls' side, exactly, and then, of course you've got uh, you know down our way you got Logan uh, you know kind of had a disappointed season mm-hmm. last year with uh, Coach Zach Green coming on board. Chapmanville's reloaded, you know they, yeah. they're number one in the preseason AA. So you know they had some late additions, <laughs> we might say. Uh, exactly, uh, yes. Uh, both of those teams have had late additions. Yes. So we'll talk more about uh, transfers. You know, we won't mention any names in particular, but we'll talk a little bit about that later in the show. But you're here for scores, and we want to give them to you. So let's take a look at the basketballfridaynight.com scoreboard. Bill, take a look at the boys' scores. All right. Starting off uh, with uh, Winfield Generals, talking about teams in the western part of West, of West Virginia. Took on Robert C. Bird tonight. And Robert C. Burt gets the win over Winfield by a score of 66-53. to Cabell Midland, uh, they're now uh, off to a pretty good start. They beat uh, South Point by a score of 71-50. The Knights are now 2-0 on the young season. Uh, St. Clairsville, Ohio, took care of the Brook Bruins by a score of 84-32. 
It was Buchanan Upshur falling to the University Hawks, 101-52. Greenbrier West beats Independence by a score of 49-43. Actually, that's an end-of-third quarter score. Final score, uh, Van loses to Lincoln County, 76-37. Good win there for Coach Rodney Plumley's team. Uh, it was Oak Hill beating Pikeview by a score of 96-57. Ritchie County loses to Coach Mick Price and Ravens with 41-38. At halftime, we have a score of St. Albans beating Riverside by a score of 32-22. A final uh, polka dot take care of Valley Fayette 65 to 41 it was Fairmont senior uh, they just did the job on the football field just a week ago well they did the job on the basketball court tonight they beat Wyoming East 77 to 58 Joe and let's take a look at the girls scores from across the state it was the polka dots uh falling to the Lady Maroon Knights of Wheeling Central Catholic by a score of 59-26. Blueville Beavers went on the road to Tazewell, Virginia, and uh, unfortunately they took one in the loss column. That score was 57-49. It was Peyton City falling to Magnolia, 59-41. Richwood Lumberjacks went on the road and knocked off the Fayetteville Lady Pirates by a score of 63-60. to uh, Another final, man, here's a big one. Uh, Moorfield beat East Hardy tonight, 66-13. And a score from the half in the Sam Board uh, Championship tournament going on. Uh, the, Lady Roberts, the Lady Eagles of Robert C. Bird lead Clay Battelle at the half by a score of 17-16. So a good one going on there. It was East Fairmont. The Lady Bees knocked off Gilmer County tonight, 41-39. Correction on that, that's actually the end of the third quarter, 41-39. This score from the half, Spring Mill leads Hampshire by a score of 30-17. Nicholas County falls tonight to the Wayne Pioneers. They come down to Wayne County, and the Lady Pioneers knock off Nicholas County, the Lady Grizzlies, 68-47. Ripley, this score at the half. Ripley trails Parkersburg. The Big Reds lead it 41-27. And Trinity Christian knocks off South Harrison Hawks tonight by a score of 65-13. And that's a look at your basketball Friday night.com scoreboard. Bill, let's uh, talk about some of these teams that, well, actually we've got a caller. So let's go to the uh, go to the phone lines now. And joining us now is uh, Bill Nestor, the voice of the Robert C. Bird Eagles. And uh, Bill, good evening. Welcome to the show. Good evening, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, good deal. Uh, I tell you what, the uh, Eagles had a pretty good football season, and it looks like they're off to a good start on the hardwood. So far, so good. Yeah, Robert C. Bird. Uh, had a very tough challenge to see just Winfield in the Polar Bear Classic in Fairmont. And a pretty close game, four uh, points spread there at the halftime break. As a matter of fact, the Generals went inside of their big man, Nate Vance, hit 11 points in the first half. But in the second half, Robert Sieber did a much better job controlling the big man. He only scored two points in the second half, and RCB bumped out to a lead and extended it. They had three guys in double figures en route to the win. What kind of uh, team does this uh, RCB Eagle team, uh, you know, have, what have they got this year? Do you have any idea what, uh, you know, I know we're early in the season, but, you know, we always kind of like to get a little preview. Well, when you're, you're looking at uh, a team that returns five players that had significant minutes from a year ago. Uh, they've got ten guys on the roster. Uh, coach is going to use all ten of those guys. They play an up-tempo, aggressive, man-to-man defense, full-court type of game. And uh, they're fairly small but athletic. Six one is the tallest player on the roster, so 
they're going to rely a lot on the perimeter game and, and uh, trying to get some of these returning guards back in the mix. So I think that's what's going to happen this year. A lot of these guys were very important for Robert Superman last year, so they didn't know what to expect. So they're going to come in and hopefully be able to pick it up here early on. Uh, three guys really made a difference tonight. Corey Miles, 19, lead Robert Seabird. Gavin Kennedy, 17, and Bryson Lucas, 10. All three of those guys were returning players from last year. They look to play a big part this year. With, with Bridgeport and with uh, Fairmont Senior up in uh, your part of the state, Bill, uh, is it still pretty much uh, Fairmont Senior and everybody else? Do you think it's going to be kind of a balanced uh, situation this year? Well, it does look like Fairmont Seniors got the leg up once again. Had a chance to watch the first half of their game with Wyoming East. Uh, they're still loaded uh, you know, with Dobbs and also Bridges, two D1 prospects. But they're not as deep as what they have been in the past. So Coach Rett is going to have to find a way to get some depth to be able to, to carry that team. But, but their first five, as good as anybody in the state, I do believe. But they're not quite as deep as what we have seen in the past. And uh, they uh, they were locked up in a close one there at the halftime break. I think in the second half, the Polar Bears pulled away from Wyoming East. But uh, they look to be uh, the cream of the crop and the team that everybody wants to catch here in North Central West Virginia. Bill, looking over the schedule, uh, Robert C. Bird travels uh, south a couple times before they start playing some of those central and, and northern uh, regional schools up in your area. Oh, you're right. Uh, there's an opportunity for RCB to get on the uh, road early, get some tests in. Matter of fact, they've got five games coming up here in December. The schedule front uh, loaded to try to, number one, get an idea to see where these guys are at, measuring stick-wise. And secondly, because we have so many issues with cancellations, with weather, being able to get a bunch of games in in December, hopefully we'll get them an opportunity to, to not lose any games this year. But, yeah, looking forward here coming up on the 29th, a big game at Oak Hill. That'll be a, a tough one, but also an opportunity to get on the road Definitely like testing your team early, especially on the road, to see what they're made of. Good deal. And, uh, you know, the Robert C. Bird Eagles have, you know, kind of kind of been on the borderline there for a while. You know, they, they've had some good teams and they got, you know, knocked off earlier, you know, like in the, in the regionals. But uh, what's their aspirations for this season? you have any idea? Well, I think right now they're, they're looking for good things, especially in the tournament. And the key is going to be some of the guys that they've got out this year that were standout football players. Uh, inside Javon Davidson, who is the school's all-time winning rusher now, is a, a big coming off the bench, a 6'1", 210-pounder. Uh, he's going to be a physical presence inside. Tommy Hawkins, a linebacker on the football team, his first year of varsity basketball. So those guys are going to have to bring some physicality to this team that's guard-oriented, guard-heavy. If they can get those guys to produce inside, I think RCB would look to try to get back in a state tournament. So if you can get some of these new guys uh, to step up and make some plays, coupled with the five returners, RCB could have an opportunity to get back to Charleston. All right, Bill Nestor, uh, thanks for joining us tonight, and we look forward to uh, talking to you throughout the season. As always, it's my pleasure, guys. Have a great rest of the show and a great weekend as well. All right. Thank you very much. That's Bill Nestor uh, from WPDX Radio in Clarksburg, and he's the voice of the Robert C. Bird boys. I can't have trouble getting Bird out there. So, But anyway, uh, uh, always a pleasure to talk to him. And, and Bill, let's go back to you know something we kind of talked about a little bit in the opening, and that is transferring schools to play yeah. sports. What, you know, your thoughts, on, and where does it stop? Where do you draw the line? You know, there, there's a little bit, seems like just a little bit too much fluidity you might say, uh, you know, that there have been pretty good rules in the past as far as having to sit out semester, having having to have 
maybe a good, uh, I would call it a competitive uh, uh, fairness because, you know, if you're going from team to team and you're talking about rivals mm-hmm. and you're going from team to team close by, that's, uh, they used to call it the past school shopping. Yeah. And that's a little bit, uh, a little bit shaky. Uh to me, I mean, and, and, and it really causes a lot of upheaval when you were depending on kids as a coach. You know, this kid's going to be here, and then all of a sudden, poof, they're gone. Yeah, like in the final hour to boot. You know, you, you know, you take. Uh, you know, I, I know one kid uh, from down southern West Virginia. He played his freshman year at one school, went transferred to another school, and then went across the border into another state and played. Mm-hmm. Then he transferred back to the, the school he transferred to to begin with. He, he played ball at like five different high schools before it was over with. And he was a mediocre player. It wasn't a super standout or anything, but it, it was just the idea. I don't know if he was chasing a ring or what the deal was. Yeah. And sometimes the kids will do that. And that's blame. surprising, really, Joe, because uh, you think about it, that, that, that sounds like something that some of your uh, high school All-American kids do. I mean, because you look at some of those kids uh, that get big-time D1 offers, Mm -hmm. Uh, they played in two or three schools over the years, and and it's all because coaching, it's all because of of competition. Well, uh, same thing is happening on a lower level, and it just seems to be way too easy to do, and it may be about time for the SSAC to kind of step in there and and make things just a little bit more difficult and, and not just have this just easy flow uh, in too short of a time. Yeah, it, it, sometimes it seems like they do a good job policing it, but then there's other times that it just like, I don't know if they turn a blind eye. I don't know if it's, you know, because of maybe who the person is or their connections or whatever, but I think you need to draw a line and stick to it. And it's going to take a little bit of... Uh a um, little bit of protest from coaches. It's got a little take a little protest from principals and ads uh, to go to the SSAC and say, "Hey, enough is enough. Let's do something about this." And you know, we'll just always say that the squeaky wheel gets the greasing, and you know, we'll just see if enough people uh, get a little uh, up in arms about this and uh, see if something is done, something changes. You know, and, and some of these kids will legitimately move into a, another school district, but there's a lot of times they do not live in the school district and yeah. transfer. And I, I think that's where that, that gray area comes into play and, you know, that the SSAC really needs to, to put up some yeah, stranded I mean, there, I mean, there are legit moves. I mean, if, if, if there's a job situation, a career situation, you have to move uh, – that that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but but if you're just going just just because uh, uh, Team A is a, a lot better than Team B, where I where I was at Team B, and I don't want to be there anymore, that's a little shaky. Or I might get a lot more coverage, or colleges True. may look at me or a little co- closer. Colleges yeah. may look at me a little bit more. I may get more of an opportunity at a scholarship. Yeah, exactly. And we could sit here and argue all yeah, all night long and still not come up with the right answer. Yeah. But but anyway, I, I don't agree with it. it. It happens every day, and and hopefully the SSAC can can get a grip on it. Well, it's time for our first break here on uh, Basketball Friday Night. So we'll take our first break. We'll be back with more a Basketball Friday Night here on the. Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. High school basketball action in West Virginia is heating up as teams focus on a trip to the state championship in Charleston. Stay up to date with your local team and its progress all season long. 
with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for three hours every Friday night from 9 to midnight. Listen online or on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. You'll hear sports writers, broadcasters, coaches, players, and your calls recapping your team's game. Visit BasketballNight.com for more details on how you can become part of the show. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Thanks to everyone tonight that calls in, sends texts, tweets, and emails. We appreciate you being part of the show and helping us cover all basketball throughout West Virginia. Join us on the phone tonight. Share your team's game. Call us toll-free, 1-855-784-6677, 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Text the show, 304-249-4924. Text the show, 304-249-4924. Go to our website, check out the scoreboard, and find out how you can connect with the show tonight at basketballnight.com. Speaking of folks connecting tonight, a shout-out to those on Twitter just following us, including Isaac Dingus, Shane Hiley, the Morris family, Trey, Jeff Mollahan, the Hatfield-McCoy shootout, Jace, John Blankenship, Stephanie Ellis, William Phillips. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Joe Linville and Bill Cornwell in studio. Ryan Epling will be joining us uh, very shortly. And i tell you what, Bill, the phone lines are already starting to stack up, so let's get right back to the phone lines. And good evening. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night. Hello, good evening. Good evening. And we are speaking with Sean Huffman. Huffman. And, Sean, what game are you calling about? Well, just calling about the Nicholas County uh, High School Boys and Girls Basketball. I do the play-by-play on Nick Zaney 2.9 for Boys and Girls Grizzlies. And uh, just calling about the Princeton game last night down at Princeton with the Grizzlies. All right, and uh, guys, are our new affiliates uh, to Basketball Friday Night, welcome aboard. And give us a little bit of update on those games real quick. Well, the Grizzlies uh, got defeated last night, 62-50 to 50 down at Princeton. Uh, Princeton's got a pretty good basketball team. Grizzlies, it was their opening night, and uh, Princeton had come out on their second game of the season. And uh, Luke LaRose finished tonight with 32 points, and Tanner Huffman had eight. Grizzlies are up next against Braxton County, which is kind of a line of the uh, International Oil and Gas Association Tournament at Glenville next Wednesday. And the girls' uh, girls basketball team just got beat out of Wayne County. So a long trip to drive down there. And they also play in the Independent Oil and Gas Association Tournament next week. Sean, the Grizzlies had a, an outstanding football season. What kind of basketball season uh, can we expect from them on the boys' and girls' side this season? Well, girls are coming off a 20-5 and record from last year, uh, returning uh, – Four starters from last season, only lost one senior. Uh, they've got quite a few injuries right now. They're down to about 10 players. But 
you know, they started off kind of rough, got beat by a great Wyoming team uh, to start the season and then uh, beat Midland Trail the other night. I, I look for them to, you know, still have a stellar season. Of course, girls do have, um, they played seven of the eight girls teams that were in the state tournament last year for double A. So, um, should get out of their section and look good for the region and hopefully make uh, a trip to Charleston on the boys' side. Boys, was, boys are going to be fine. I mean, you know, started off a little sluggish last night. Um, I think they look good to come out of their section, and the region seems to be down, and this could be the first time since the 1950s that the Grizzlies make it to the state tournament. Sean, it looks like uh, looking at uh, the schedule for the Nicholas County boys team, uh, they seem to be taking on all comers because uh, – Got a schedule. You got triple A teams. You got good single A teams, and of course, the, the uh, really a cream of the crop as far as uh, some of the double A teams in the state. Well, and the Grizzlies just did drop uh, the Richwood Lumberjacks from the schedule last week, and picked up uh, for February thirteenth, defending the boys state champs towards Washington Patriots on February thirteenth at DW. So. Yeah, taking a long time. You know, again, facing Princeton last night. Get going to travel down to the Tug Valley team. Uh, Oak Hill, uh, a pretty good basketball program going on again this year. And, and could hopefully face Bridgeport uh, next week. And, of course, Braxton County made the three tournament last year. So, um, uh, definitely, like you said, taking on all comers right now. All right, uh, Sean, uh, thanks for the report, and we look uh, forward to talking with you throughout the season. Sean Huffman, the uh, radio voice of the Nicholas County Grizzlies. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you tuning in to Nick 92.9. There you go, and you heard it directly uh, from the source there, one of our new affiliates uh, this season here on Basketball uh, Friday Night. Way to stick that promo in. Yeah, exactly. You always got to get He's a radio there. guy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go right back to the phone lines. And uh, joining us now is the head coach of the uh, Scott Skyhawks, Coach Steve McComas. And uh, the Skyhawks opened up uh, Tuesday night on the road at Lincoln County and come away successful. And uh, they don't start open their home opener until tomorrow night against uh, Cross County rival, the Sherman Tide. So, uh, Coach McComas, uh, welcome to Basketball Friday Night. Oh, thanks, Joe. Glad to glad to be a part of it, Coach. Uh, your you team, do a lot, you guys do a lot of good things. Uh, we appreciate that, and Coach. Uh, last year, you played a varsity squad with no seniors, so you have all your uh, players returning for the season. Uh, what can we uh, look forward out of the Skyhawks this year? Well, we're going to uh, try to get up and down the floor a little faster than we'd have in the past. Uh, got a little bit more depth. And, uh, a little bit more trapping and pressing than we've done in the past and see how that works for us. I know. Uh, I, 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 they played, had a freshman game last night, and I stayed around a little bit and watched the uh, the varsity practice. And i tell you what, uh, I can see how those guys get up and down the floor a little faster because some of the drills you guys were running. Yeah, we've uh, they've been working hard. I'm proud of the effort they've been giving out. That's some good leadership back, you know. We do have some seniors this year. We've got three seniors and uh, – you know they're they're working hard. They're doing a lot of good things. Coach, you uh, jump right into Cardinal Conference play next week. You got Mingo Central uh, coming to, to Madison, and uh, uh, what's the Cardinal Conference outlook this year? I mean, everybody's probably looking at Chapmanville for sure, but uh, should be an interesting uh, league race this year. 
It should be interesting. You're exactly right. I mean, uh, it's 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 always tough, but I think this year it's uh, maybe even deeper. Uh, like you mentioned, Chapmanville, Logan, you got you got Boca, Winfield. You know, you, you everywhere you look, you if you're not prepared to play, you're going to get beat. Yeah, uh, there's no easy easy games. What can what can you what how can you gauge your team after that one game with Lincoln County? I mean, Lincoln County kind of plays a little bit maybe different style. They're more of a I call them like a scrappy ball team, uh, you know. And then you face, uh, of course, Sherman Marnite, Mingo Central, and then you know go on the road to Logan. So, uh, your feelings yeah. on the team? Uh, you're right, uh, County. They feet in your face and you either turn the ball over or you score and uh, they make you they, they get you out of your rhythm and um, they do a good job of it they do a good job trapping and running around and uh, it's kind of unorthodox but they, they do a good job of it But uh, so it's hard to judge you're right uh, we're uh, looking forward to playing Sherman tomorrow and seeing what we've got and then go on Tuesday and you know, just one game at a time is what I've been telling the boys, one game at a time. Yeah, you get a, get a little bit of uh, experience, I guess, under your under your belt before you uh, go to Logan and back-to-back with Chapmanville. So, uh, as Bill mentioned, that Cardinal Conference is going to be tough, and that may be uh, two of the three toughest teams in the conference this year. Yeah, I think they will be. Uh, on paper, they are for sure. Um, and, you, and like I said, you got to throw Nitro, Winfield, Polka all in, in. – not far behind them. Um, they've all got returners, and when you go on the road with any of these teams, you got to expect a dogfight. You guys are involved in a couple of, of uh, tournaments this year in the the Summersville tournament uh, at the end of this month, and then a uh, very popular Hatfield McCoy shootout uh, next month. Uh, talk about uh, what uh, that tournament's atmosphere does for your ball club. Yeah, it's always enjoyable to go to Williamson and play down there in that in that field house. Uh, you know, history there. It's uh, it's enjoyable to take a team down there and try to uh, let them see what happened there with history. And they've got all the uh, documents and uh, on the wall and so forth. So it, it's it's cool to go down there. Uh, you usually play uh, teams out of Kentucky. You play good basketball. They like to get up and down the floor. Uh, it, it's a good atmosphere. Um, it, it's always good to go and play in a place like that where you're going to have a big crowd. A lot of history there. It's fun. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's fun for the kids to play in different arenas. We're looking forward to going to Somersville this year and playing up there in that arena. I mean, not we've not played there, and uh, it's a, looking at pictures of. I've not even been in that facility. Looking at it, it's a really looks like a really nice facility. So uh, they're excited about going up there and playing, playing up in that tournament this year. Yeah, and what just the 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 atmosphere of tournaments? Do you feel like it maybe helps your team prepare a little bit once you start sectional play, and and then if you're fortunate enough to move on regional, and you know, hopefully you'll make it all the way into Charleston. Yeah, no doubt. It, it I think it helps you playing in front of different different arenas, different atmospheres. Uh, you know, seeing different parts of the state that you, you know, different different type of referees. I mean, I think that just builds your program, builds your kids see what to, they had to look forward to. 
All right, uh, talking to Coach uh, Steve McComas, the head coach of the Scott Skyhawks. And, Coach, uh, thanks for joining us on the show tonight. And, of course, uh, 1-0 and uh, that went over Lincoln County, and then they open up uh, in Madison tomorrow night against the Sherman Tide. Good luck. All right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, we'll have, and we'll have him uh, back on the show uh, sometime later in the season. Bill, I tell you what, uh, you know, tournament play actually, you know, has that tournament-type atmosphere, you know, uh, for later in the season. I think that's a great idea these schools schedule these kind of tournaments. And it, and, it's great that they games. go out of their area, too. It's not, you know, nothing wrong with uh, playing in your region or in your area, but uh, – Say a, a team from maybe the north central part of the state comes down to the coal fields to play, or or uh, down in the, in the Kanawha Valley to play. Uh, you're, it's like uh, Coach Comp said. I mean, you're playing with uh, different officials, you, the guys you don't see, guys you're not used to. You're playing uh, different competition, different uh, talent levels, and uh, those things open up things for you, and uh, you grow. It's an education for these young men, and it really teaches them how to adapt, especially uh, in unfamiliar locations, unfamiliar situations. Yeah, I was talking to a football coach at Mann High School, Harvey Arms, mm-hmm. and Mann went all the way to Kaiser. I mean, you know, you can't get <laughs> much farther than that. And I said, Coach, why do you do that? He said, well, number one, you know, we wanted to play some stout competition. But number two, you know, some of our kids have never been up in that part of the state, and it was an opportunity for them to see other areas and not just, you know, their their local and regional area. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, that's something that is very rare, but uh, it, it has been done. I know uh, – uh, a couple of years ago, Wayne actually had a home and home with Kaiser uh, because and those were two and are still two of the, the top football double uh, A powers in the state, right. and uh, and and that is interesting. But it, it is educational. I mean, especially if you go to a place like Kaiser, uh, if you're uh, really history oriented in and uh, go up there early and, and hit some of the Civil War sites up in Maryland, which are nearby. Exactly. Uh, just just up the road. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to have to take a break. It'll be break number two here on Basketball Friday Night. Uh, in queue, we got Dylan Gaudet of the Buccaneer Sports Network and our old buddy Dave Morrison. So stick around. More Basketball Friday Night to come here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. How about a chance to graduate from college not only with a diploma, but also prepare to thrive in an exciting, growing field? The Marshall University Sports Journalism Program might just be for you. The expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and the continued thirst for local sports coverage makes sports journalism a growth industry with jobs waiting for those who earn this degree. Your passion, curiosity, and charisma, coupled with Marshall University Sports Journalism training, will equip you for success in a multi-billion dollar industry. So bring your abilities and the desire to be the eyes, ears, and life of the game to our Huntington campus to learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd. We'll teach you how to go beyond the scores and statistics to tell compelling stories and accurately report breaking news across multiple media platforms. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash sojmc. 
Thanks for joining us tonight. We appreciate you being part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And we want you to become part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Follow us on Twitter. We'll make sure to mention your name tonight. At Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup. Tweet us your team score. Give us your comments on the game. At Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup. Big shout out to some of the folks following us tonight, including Luke Skywalker, Lauren Roush, Andrew G., Gretchen Ball, and Corn Snake. They are all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. And welcome back in 30 minutes down, two and a half to go here on the Fast Break Sports Network with Basketball Friday Night. And uh, Mr. Epling's helicopter has landed. He'll be joining us here on set momentarily, Joe Linville and Bill Cornwell. And we know you guys are here for scores, so let's take a look at the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Bill, go ahead and let's do the boys again. Well, we are uh, adding scores as we speak uh Let's go to that boys' scoreboard. First off at halftime, the Spartans of Greenbrier East beating Grundy, Virginia by a score of 33-27. to Robert C. Bird beat Winfield tonight by a score of 66-53. to Cowboy Midland Knights now 2-0 on the year. They beat South Point, Ohio, 71-50. to Into three, St. Clairsville, Ohio, all over the Brook Bruins, 84-32. to Final buck on an upture. Loses to the University Skyhawks, 101-52. We'll be talking to Dylan Cadet uh, just a little bit from uh, Buckhannon Upshire. He'll give us some information about that contest. Uh, close one tonight between Greater Beckley Christian and Tug Valley. And the Panthers get the win, 56-55. Greenbrier West takes care of Independence, 66-60. Van Falls to Lincoln County, 76-37. The Panthers now 1-1 one one on the season. Pikeview loses to Oak Hill, 96-57. Uh, the Parkersburg Big Reds lose their uh, season opener to Warren Local of Ohio, 50-44. Richie County losing to Ravenswood tonight, 41-38. A close one there. It was River. Actually, this is a halftime score. Riverside and St. Albans. A little early action in the MSAC. St. Albans leading Riverside 55 to 46. Shady Spring tonight beat Summers County by a score of 69 to 59. Polka final over Valley Fayette 65 41. Evan McNeely had 24 points for the Dots. Webster County beats Calhoun County. 92-34. It was Wyoming East losing to Fairmont Senior. Polar Bears look strong again. A score of 77-58. Joe? On the girls' side, it was Wheeling Central knocking off the Lady Dots tonight, 59-26. Tazewell, Virginia knocks off the Bluefield Beavers, 57-49. It was Magnolia. The Lady Blue Eagles knock off Peyton City tonight by a score of 59-41. And a final, Richwood Lumberjacks knocked off the Lady Pirates of Fayetteville, 63-60. Another final, Moorfield knocked off the Lady Cougars of East Hardy by a score of 
13. This score now at the half in the Sam Board uh, championship game. The Robert C. Bird Lady Eagles trail Clay Battelle by a score of 44-35. And again, that game is at the half. East Fairmont, the Bees, uh, at the end of three, lead Gilmer County by a score of 41-39. At the half, Spring Mills, the Lady Cardinals lead Hampshire by a score of 30-17. And a final, it was the Lady Grizzlies of Nicholas County falling to the late Wayne Pioneers tonight by a score of 68-47. Parkersburg, the Big Reds lead the Ripley Vikings at the half by a score of 41-27. And a final, it's the Lady Knights of Preston knocking off the Lady Patriots of Washington High School by a score of 50-37. And it's the Trinity Christian Warriors knocking off the Lady Hawks of South Harrison by a score of 65-13. And that's a look at your basketballnight.com scoreboard. And, Bill, let's go right back to the scoreboard. And we've had him uh, in the holding pattern for a few minutes. Uh, Dylan Goodet, the voice of the Buccaneers uh, Sports Network, covering uh, Buckhannon Upshur Boys and Girls High School Basketball. And, Dylan, welcome to another season of Basketball Friday Night. Thank you for having me on again. This is the third season calling in for the Buccaneers Sports Network. Third season that the Buccaneers Sports Network has been in existence as well. So definitely cool. Both are kind of pairing up. So, so uh, give us a little recap on what's going on with the uh, with the Buckhannon Upshur teams. The boys basketball team, 1-1 one one so far in the season. You mentioned the score tonight falling in a tough one there to university. But second-year coach Travis Foster uh, bringing a young team this year. Um, young, but they have a lot of size. They're with three sophomores, well over six-foot tall, that can bring can provide a lot of size for them. And they were able to defeat rival Lewis County to open up their season on Wednesday. So one-on-one to start the season. Uh, but for the girls' basketball team, a lot coming, uh, a lot of questions coming into the season. Again, four straight trips to Charleston for the girls' basketball team um, with Hannah McClung, Lauren Bennett, two names known throughout the state for girls' basketball last season. They're both playing basketball at the next level. It's definitely been an adjusting period for them this season, but they're Two and one so far to start their season. Yeah, that's, that's some big shoes to fill on that ladies' team. Yes, it is. McClung and Bennett both playing basketball at the next level as well. Hannah McClung, McClung playing at Lenore Ryan in North Carolina. She's playing significant minutes for them. Just saw she had 17 points not too long ago, and they just upset a top 20 team in the country. And for Lauren Bennett, she's playing at a top 20 team in the country in Division II basketball as well at California University of Pennsylvania. So definitely cool for them. And the starting group last year for the girls, a very athletic group as well. The five starters, all five of them have off, have had offers uh, to play college sports at the next level. So that just shows the athleticism. But the group returning for the girls, two names that you can get used to this year for the girls' basketball team as they try to make it five straight trips to Charleston, Allie Robinson and Audrey Godet. Both of those two players, uh, lots of experience, have been playing significant minutes all of their time at McCann Upshur High School. They're both averaging close to 15 points to start this young season. Uh, so those are two names for McCann Upshur that can kind of try to fill the void from McClung and Bennett. I heard a name that kind of sounded familiar. Any relation? Yes, Audrey Goodet. That's my sister. McKinley Goodet was on the team last year as well. So this is the last time, last sister that I'll be playing for them. Audrey, actually, crazy story about her. This past summer, she had pacemaker surgery. So she's been playing with a pacemaker this year. She was 
she's in the hospital at WVU getting that done, and some WVU basketball players came down to visit her. So that's kind of inspired her here for this season. And uh, she's looking forward to it, playing very well since that pacemaker and hasn't let her down one bit. Dylan, next week, uh, good challenge for uh, the uh, Buchanan Upshur girls. Uh, uh, looks like a full weekend of play over to the Waco uh, Center at uh, Glenville State, including a game with Parkersburg uh, coming up next Thursday night. Yeah, that's going to be a big-time rematch of the state championship game last year. That was definitely a super competitive game between those two schools. Kind of different sides of the coin for these teams this year, though. Parkersburg, a lot of players returning from that team last year, but Candace losing those three starters and four seniors from last year total. Uh, so definitely going to be interesting. This is where we're really going to see where this Buchanan-Upshur girls team is at right now. Some young players getting some key minutes, some freshmen, uh, freshmen getting some significant minutes for this team. So this is where we'll really see where this team lands. And last year, Parkersburg opened up the season suffering a 30-point loss to Buchanan-Upshur in the same uh, tournament here in Ioga. Uh, see if they ended up beating them in the state championship game. So coin could be flipped here. Could be a tough loss for Buchanan as they're starting to get used to this this lineup. But coming into the year, a lot of a lot of veterans on this Buchanan team. They could come back and and surprise some teams late. All right, Dylan G'day of the Buccaneer Sports Network. Uh, again, thanks uh, once again for joining us uh, for Season 6 here on Basketball Friday Night. And we look forward to talking th- to you throughout the season, uh, getting updates from the boys and girls, uh, Lady Buccaneers, or the Buccaneers. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Thank you again, uh, Buccaneer Sports Network. Definitely appreciate you guys uh, and the whole Buchanan community, especially with that tournament run last year for the girls. Uh, the whole community was listening in weekly to the show, so thank you guys. All right. Thank you guys as well. So, uh, Dylan, good day, and uh, let's keep right on rolling as we uh, go uh, right back into the next line here. Joining us now is a uh, fellow broadcaster, uh, journalist, Mr. Dave Morrison. Dave, good uh, good to talk to you. Well, oh, man, how are you doing? Hey, we're, we're doing good. Uh, you get, uh, you're special. You get a little uh, intro music tonight. I heard that. You're, you're, you're as special as, as cause. You know, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to get in before the uh, comedy hour started, I'm Yeah, sure. exactly. Uh, hey, uh, what's the deal with the Ryan's air, Ryan's uh, helicopter? Uh, it, it's it landed. He's here. He's uh, he's trying to get okay. uh, as the seat adjusted and get it, logged in. It's and no all longer grounded. Yeah, let's put it that way. <laughs> anyway. Is that on loan from the governor? Do what? <laughs> Is that on loan from the government? Yeah, I'm sure it probably is. He, they're pretty tight. <laughs> Your tax dollars at work, Dave. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to pay that. Hey, Dave, I do want to ask you something before we get into some of the tonight's games. I noticed uh, on uh, Twitter the other night, James Monroe's McKinley man uh, had – uh, 30 rebounds, uh, also had some assists and some block shots. I, I looked this kid up, he's 6'10". Is that accurate? Right. Yeah, 6'9", 6'10", would be accurate. He was about 6'8", last year, so I'm sure 6'10", is right. And uh, they're pretty uh, they're pretty hard on their stats. So, uh, as a matter of fact, the coach told me that uh, the opponent had 31 rebounds. Yeah. But and they the kid- went with the 30 that they had, so... Those are legit too. So he's a he's a player to keep an eye on. Uh, absolutely, and he win again tonight. So yeah, and he had thirty three points in that game. Thirty three points and thirty three right. rebounds and three block shots, uh, three assists, and a steal. So, uh, what cornfield did they find that young man in down in Monroe, Monroe County? 
<laughs> you can take your pick out. Get your typical 30-30 night. Uh, what's going on in uh, in your neck of the woods and in basketball this season? Well, uh, should be. I, I think that every team here in Region Three is probably on the boys' side. They're all improved. Um, everybody's playing a little bit better. Independence is off to a one and one start. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but they're, they, I think they won three games last year, so they're off to a pretty good start. I think the teams to watch though will be some of the same ones that when you get down to tournament time. You got Oak Hill with the big win over Pikeview tonight. Andrew work off to who uh, started his season with twenty points, and uh, they had a couple guys with eighteen. Uh, easy win over Pikeview. Well, I mean, East will be pretty good. Now they play Fairmont. Fairmont, of course, we know Fairmont's very good. That's on in section one. Section two, it's going to be. Uh, you're looking at Bluefield again. Now Shady Spring. I think they have a chance to uh, get the top seed over on that side. They're a very good team. Started the season with a 85-43 victory over Westside. Westside, of course, lost seven. They're top eight, but Shady Springs very good. They won. They moved to two and zero tonight. Beat uh, Summers County and Stephen Williams, who had 27 against Westside, had 33 tonight. So or 30 rather tonight. So he's off to a good start for Shady Spring. Uh, I think that. When it gets down to it, everybody's improved, but it's going to be some of the same old, same old when uh, when tournament time rolls around. Dave, you following any of the the ladies' teams down in your area as well? Yeah, I actually got a chance to see Wyoming East in their opening. I think they're closer to you guys tonight than they are here. They're playing in a Boyd County, Kentucky uh, tournament. Hmm. They're not very far uh, from us, <laughs> right? They just they started about nine. They were up, uh, four, uh, they were down fourteen thirteen to Boyd. At the end of the first quarter, uh, last update I got on that one. But, uh, again, Wyoming did lose to Gabby Gupartis, Kara Sandy, but still very good. Skylar Davidson, who was hurt, uh, she was a freshman last year, point guard, supposed to back up Gabby Gupartis, and uh, she was injured. She made her comeback against Nicholas County, uh, coming back from a torn ACL, had 26 points uh, in their opener. Uh, so, there, I, and again, with six five, Emily Saunders, who signed with Tennessee just a couple weeks ago, Jazz Blankenship uh, signed with Concord. Uh, it's going to be another very good Wyoming East team, one that can compete for a state championship. Saw Westside too, and they beat a uh, very down Liberty team easily uh, in their opener. And they're two and zero. They were playing at home against Man tonight. Uh, very good shooting team. One of their leaders, Leslie Bailey, has been out, but Rihanna Canada has stepped up with 11 three-pointers in the first two games to help them get off to a 2-0 start, looking to move to 3-0 against Man tonight at home. And uh, those are the two teams I've watched. Now, Woodrow Wilson is going to be very good in triple-A girls. They're 2-0 right now. Uh, Single-A uh, could be. <laughs> it's there, there are several teams. That every, it seems like everybody's about the same uh, when you look at the teams in single-A, but clearly uh, in double-A, Miami East, Westside, should be the two teams to beat in section one and Bluefield also very good uh, for uh, over in section two. So even with those uh, seniors moving on, it sounds like uh, Wyoming County still uh, loaded for bear and, and looking to come back, uh, make a return trip back to Charleston. No, very, very good shooting team is Wyoming East West side too. They play, I think on the 17th of December, be the first uh, meeting of the two Waco Rival, so that that'll be interesting to watch. That both have have shooters, but you're right. Wyoming well, I mean, is still still.
still loaded. And uh, can it, one, I know that the seniors this year stated that they want to come out as they uh, came. They want to go out as they came in, and they came in their, their freshman years when Wyoming won their state championship. All right. If they can keep everybody healthy, healthy is a, health is a big part of uh, what they're doing there, Wyoming. Is. Yeah, and we want you to stay healthy as well. You know, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need I, you to keep going to those ball games for us. So, well, I'll, I'll, I will definitely keep going. Yeah, it was good to see you down at the state tournament. Anyway, uh, Dave Morrison, uh, broadcaster from, I guess uh, you pretty much cover the uh, kind of the southeastern part of the state of West Virginia. You just you just take them all yeah. in. Doing some writing from Pine Point from the Herald, and uh, I have my own website, uh, Super Day Sports, which is. Uh, powered by three local radio stations, which I, I greatly appreciate that and the, and the sponsors of that. So it gives me a real good chance to, to get some writing in. Dave, uh, again, part of we thank you for being a part of the Basketball Friday Night family, and, and we look forward to talking to you throughout the season. Oh, yes, we'll definitely do it again. All right, Dave Morrison, uh, broadcaster and journalist, uh, covering several high schools over in that uh, southeastern part of the state. We need to take a break. It'll be break number three. Here on Basketball Friday Night, here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Jaden Lindsay, East Fairmont Bees, Jacob Clark, Riverside Warriors, Cole Honaker, Shady Springs Tigers, Sydney Nestor, Tucker County Mountain Lions, Isaiah Morgan, Ravenswood Red Devils, Deja Busby, Sherman Tide, Drew Williamson, Chapmanville Tigers, Ashton Maxwell, Buck Hannon, Upshur Lady Bucks, Casey Henchman, Spring Valley Timberwolves, Whitney Sampson, Wayne Pioneers, Cole Whited, Philip Barber Colts, Abby Beeman, Frankfurt Falcons, and Kelsey Minto. Cameron Lady Dragons. What they all have in common is they were selected last year by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Have someone remarkable on your team? Did you have an athlete make an outstanding play? You can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a standout athlete of the week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, click on the standout athlete of the week tab, fill out the nomination form, and we'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. And we also want you to become part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Follow us on Twitter. We'll make sure to mention your name tonight. At Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 
must be your helicopter lifting off out of the parking lot. <laughs> yes, it has dropped me off. I'm glad to be here. Had a nice smooth flight in from Wayne, the uh, two-and-a-half-minute flight by air. It was nice. Just over the mountain, right? That's right. <laughs> Maybe next year we can get you a transporter. You'd be here even faster. <laughs> Energize. Hey, you know, what, what can I say? Uh, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be back uh, with basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Happy to have you guys along. Always a pleasure to just Same. be here and talk sports with you guys. Exactly. I mean, uh, this is, a, this is a, a very fun time of year. And um, so many ways, uh, I'm, I'm not going to reset the entire program just because I've, <laughs> I've listened to the first 45 minutes and um, have some things I'll add in here in, in a moment, too. But, um, Bill, one of the great things about high school basketball is the opportunity to just see people that you're familiar with. You see them kind of year after year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to talk with them. Sometimes you don't get to catch up with them except for during basketball season. That really goes with any sport. Especially when you go on the to, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. when you go on the road and, you know, you, get, you go to a – to maybe uh, a neighboring gym in your county or in a neighboring county and you, you see familiar faces and you know it, it could be somebody working in the concession stand or taking a mm-hmm. ticket or something but you see those people every year and it's like you, you, you don't run into them but it, you, you do you catch up and, and you, you know you say hi and uh, uh, it's, it's 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 I guess you could say it's normalcy. It's uh, normal. <laughs> it's, it's normalcy and uh, it, it is a social thing and that's one thing about High school basketball in this state, it, it, there's a lot of close ties, uh, be it in the coaching ranks, be it in the fan ranks, be it in the uh, uh, the administrative ranks, and uh, uh, you know you, you work at different schools or, or you follow different schools, and uh, there's there are close ties. We're, we're not a big state uh, population wise, and and there's a lot of close ties and, and a lot of camaraderie, and, and that's the beauty of this state. It really is, and. Um... You know, I was, I was, and I'm, I'm going to get Dylan Godet on this next week, but just about a month ago, I was going through Buchanan, and I saw the Sheriff Fred Godet Bridge, and I thought, mine immediately went, mm. I'm going to have to ask Dylan about this. <laughs> yeah. I don't figure there's that many go days running around. I wouldn't around. think so. And, uh, it's, it's right outside of Buchanan on uh, Corridor H there on, uh, uh, on Route. I'm sure he'll have a story. I'll guarantee yeah. it. On, on US 40, I should say. I, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I, that's my tip-off, Dylan, next week. <laughs> Be learn, ready. learn about this before uh, he may already. He, he probably, probably knows, already knows, but if he doesn't, you know, ask some questions, find out because uh, you're going to get asked about live on the air next week. Uh, I'm glad to see your cat's back. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Last time I saw you, you had a little fuzz going on there. Yeah, you know, I, I, well, No Shave November is a good opportunity to just kind of let it go and, and then, you know, get shaved up and look try to, try to look nice before exactly. the basketball season. And, uh, you know, to the people who watch us on, on television, kind of. So did, I take it you've never favorite. heard that thing that your cat ran away. No, no, no. I, I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> okay. but that, yeah, that one got away from me there for a second. But, uh, no, I, I got you now. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it all stemmed from a water outage last week for or last year, last March, for a week. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll just stop shaving for a, a while. For a while, yeah. Yeah, so why right. not? But anyway, uh, high school basketball, uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to see a couple of games um, this year, and it's still early. But um, the games that I saw, I saw Wayne and Point Pleasant in girls basketball, and I saw Wayne in Nicholas County tonight. And uh, hopefully we'll get to talk with uh, Nicholas County coach uh, Todd McGurl later on. Uh, they're making the trip back to Summersville tonight, about a three-and-a-half-hour 
bus excursion right. uh, going through Charleston and then up uh, nearly to Sutton on yeah. 79. Hit 19. As we've talked about that, and he and I <laughs> talked about that tonight, is Summersville and Wayne, you can either go north or south out of Summersville, either to 79 to the north or to the turnpike to the south on Route 19. And it's really, you're only going to save about 10 minutes, but it's a little bit smoother to go 79, a little bit less curvy. Yeah, you get up in the middle part of the state, and there's no really good east-west highways. You either got to go north or south yeah. to make that left or right turn. So. Yeah, and uh, I, I can tell you right now, Corridor H is coming along nicely. Good. I made, like I said, I made the trip up through there uh, about a month ago to Kaiser, and uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot more four-lane than there used to be between exactly. Wayne and Kaiser. And, what did uh, you think about those metal trees up at Kaiser? Oh, goodness. There are... <laughs> I, I, was, I was amazed because I was up there in 2010 and then to go back this year and just see how many more windmills are up than what there were then. It, it almost looks <laughs> almost alien-ish because it, it's <laughs> really? like, this, this looks like, uh, you know, looks like something happened here and left this behind because this looks foreign to me. But, uh, you know, it, it's still a very nice area up through there and uh, enjoy the trip up there for football. Um, and, I, and I, my hat's off to Kaiser. Very nice football facility. So. It, it is. Yes. And uh, you were talking about uh, Pioneers, and I really impressed me that they started off the season taking on a AAA usual power Huntington, and they took care of them by seven. Yeah. That kind of shows you, watch out, the Pioneers are back. And then Huntington beat Parkersburg South. The next time out. Exactly. Triple A preseason number two, Parkersburg South. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll talk a little bit about these preseason rankings because i got to be honest with you. The AP and et cetera, I thought they were a little bit further off with their yeah, uh, preseason too, rankings yeah. this year than normal. And it's always a rough guess in the preseason. I don't hold that against anyone, but it just seemed like uh, they, they struggled a little bit more than normal with that. So uh, we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about, you know, we – we have a lot of contacts in, uh, in what we do here with people throughout West Virginia, and we lost a couple of our uh, uh, best contacts over the course of uh, between last season and this season. A couple of people passed away that were really good contributors to the history of the sport and all sports, really, within West Virginia. Uh, we'll talk more about that uh, a little bit later on. Right now, we've got to step aside take a break. When we come back, we will have our top-of-the-hour scoreboard update. We know that's what you're here for. You're here for scores. Uh, we'll also uh, get back to the phone lines as the Season 6 debut episode of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues. This is Break 4 here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Special thanks to all of our affiliates tonight. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including our newest affiliates. We rock West Virginia Louder, 105 KQV, WKQV in Cowan. Also, 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY in Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHM LP, Ravenswood, Ripley. 
Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits, 106 WHFI Lenside, 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM. The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton, Light Rock 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's, 93.9 FM, The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmund Beckley, Tune for You Radio, Yap Radio 90, 101.7 FM, WIAPLP in Clay, 104.5 FM, WASPLP Huntington, 101.1 101.1 FM WVWP in Wayne, 90.7 FM WFGH 4K and Marshall University's flagship station, WMUL in Huntington. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Hour two of... The first three. episode of season, yeah, <laughs> two of three. We're not too far away from being halfway home on our first edition of the season of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell and Joe Linville. Happy to have you with us tonight as always. Of course, um, the coach Rick Marone, Tulsa girls basketball coach, is uh, hosting a tournament tonight and tomorrow. So mm-hmm. we hope to hear from him a little bit later on um, with the Barbara J. Marone uh key player shootout which is always a right. uh, a good event they, they've got cameron down in glenn hayes uh tonight so that's wow. uh, I, that's I, a I, big trip I, I, I like that i love <laughs> yeah. getting to see uh different teams in different places yeah yeah joe and i were talking about that before you arrived about it, it was great to see uh teams from one end of the state head to the other end of the state it's educational for the kids it's uh it's a good uh learning experience and that certainly helps kids uh, adapt to difficult situations because you don't have the comforts of home and you're not playing familiar floors, familiar officials, uh, you name it. And a lot of times that's good bonding time for teams when they Mm -hmm. travel long distances like that as well. I agree completely, but I also now kind of wonder in this digital age if people just get stuck in their phones for the duration of the trip too. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a... If I were taking one of those trips, I think we'd have like 10 minutes of phone time. And then, <laughs> and then collect them. Then, then just time together. And then here you can have 10 yeah. more minutes. And, and then now speak to the person next to you. That's a good idea. You know, I, I think we're losing this whole face-to-face communication <laughs> thing in, 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 It's uh, like in the our family society. sitting around the dinner hey, table texting each other. All i got to say is good luck. <laughs> yeah. Mom, the food's good. <laughs> Sin. Uh, <laughs> that's, not, that's not how it should be. Exactly. But uh, we're going to talk in just a moment. With the uh, girls basketball coach at Notre Dame, Bob Martino. Uh, they're off to a fantastic start, 4-0. We'll talk with him in just a moment. But first, it's time for another check of the basketballnight.com scoreboard. 
Joe, we'll turn you loose with the boys' scores. Tonight. All right. Taking a look at the scores from across the state of West Virginia. And this one's a final. Greenbrier East knocks off Grundy, Virginia, 57-53. In the Hedgesville Mixer, it was Jefferson Cougars out uh, lasting Broadfording Academy tonight, 40-37 in a close one. We talked about this one earlier. The Robert C. Bird Eagles knocked off the Winfield Generals tonight, 66-53. Cavill Midland, the Knights knocked off South Point, Ohio, 71-50. At the end of three, and a tight one, well, no, actually it's uh, kind of a runaway, St. Clairsville, Ohio leads the Brook Bruins by a score of 84-32. That's after three quarters of play. University Hawks knocked off Buchanan Upshur tonight, 101-52. Buffalo, the Bisons, over Wahama, 74-55. Charleston Catholic, it was the Irish knocking off uh, Liberty Raleigh tonight by a score of 55-46. Here's a close one, went down to one point. Tug Valley beats Greater Beckley Christian, 56-55. And another tight one, Greenbrier West Cavaliers over the Independence Patriots, 60-66. Big win tonight for the Lincoln County Panthers as they knock off the Van Bulldogs, 76-37. It was the Oak Hill Red Devils knocking off Pikeville tonight, 96-57. Warren Local, Ohio over the Big Reds of Parkersburg tonight by 6, 50-44. Ritchie County, the Rebels fall to Ravenswood tonight by a score of 41-38. Riverside, the Warriors fall to St. Albans tonight by a score of 56, or I'm sorry, 55-46. Shady Springs, the Tigers, we were talking about them a little earlier, knock off uh, the Bobcats of Summers County, 69-59. Polka Dots uh, winners tonight for Coach Alan Osborne, who is back this season after taking a couple years off. Uh, The Dots uh, knocked off the Greyhounds of Valley Fayette 65-41. Evan McNeely had 24 points for the Dots tonight. Big win for Webster County as they defeat Calhoun County 92-34. Fairmont Senior knocks off uh, Wyoming East Warriors tonight 77-58. That's a look at the boys' scores. Let's check the girls' scores. First off in the Williamstown Tournament, uh, Wheeling Central and Polka Dots uh, did battle tonight, and it was the Maroon Knights beating Polka, 59-26. Bluefield, winner over Tazewell, Virginia, 56-49. Magnolia takes care of Payton City by a score of 59-41. Richwood beat Fayetteville, 63-60. It was East Hardy. Falling to Moorfield, and uh, this, this score is legit, 66-13. to 13. Uh, In the Sam Board Championship game, or in the uh, championship tournament, that is, halftime score, Clay Patel leading Robert C. Bird by a score of 44-36. Gilbert County, winner tonight over East Fairmont's Bees, 56-50. Sober Stover had 26 points and 16 rebounds in that game in a losing effort for East Fairmont. It was Spring Mills, Cardinals over Hampshire, 71-58. Wayne Pioneers take care of the Nicholas County Grizzlies, 68-47. Big Reds of Parkersburg over the Ripley Vikings, 71-46. Preston uh, beat uh, Washington, 50-37. South Harrison losing to Trinity Christian, 65-13. And that's a check of your basketballnight.com scoreboard. Again, if you 
have scores, you can get it to us at hoops underscore roundup on Twitter, uh, or you can go to basketballnight.com and we'll tell you about 30 different ways you can get scores to us. We have 79 games going on tonight. It's the first full Friday night of basketball <laughs> in the Mountain State. Exactly. Boys and girls both playing tonight. Um, this is the first full week of the boys' season. And uh, the girls' season began kind of last week. But, uh, again, this is where you start to really get that full Ramp game up, in. Man. And something that I noticed uh, as Bill was giving the scores, um, we have a little bit of a tradition that continues here tonight. Moorefield and East Hardy playing basketball <laughs> on a Friday night. Boys, that girls, it happens. I mean, legitimately it should happen maybe four times a year and you want that game on a friday because it's a big money game right. it's a county rivalry game absolutely but uh it just seems like uh seems like every friday night we have a moorefield east hardy game <laughs> between either of the boys or girls it's great i love it and uh you know a big win tonight for moorefield in that matchup that's right that's like last one uh, last one at home in east in hardy county turned the lights out because <laughs> they're all the basketball game exactly and uh we'll get to our resident referee in a, a few moments as well but right now let's go to bob martino head coach of the notre dame girls basketball squad the irish are 4-0 on the season coach martino welcome to basketball friday night in west virginia hey thank you for having me uh, your ball club, as I just mentioned, off to a 4-0 start and a very impressive win last night over perennial power Tucker County, uh, 59-40. Uh, just tell me a little bit about uh, your team's first four games this year, wins over Robert C. Bird, Trinity Christian, South Harrison, and Tucker County. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of games uh, early in the season uh, and uh, a lot of good games uh, with uh, Trinity and Tucker and uh you know the girls are meeting the challenge. Uh, the, I'm really impressed right now how they share the ball, and uh, so they've. They're you know we don't have a lot right now. We only have eight players. We're hoping to get uh, nine, but uh, so they play a lot of minutes. But uh, uh, you know I I told them uh, before the season. Uh, you know we're going to have to get in shape, and uh, they're getting there. So uh, but uh, uh, they're. Great wins and the great confidence builders. I think that's that's that that's the big thing we take away from them. Well, you have a challenge that is not necessarily unique to uh, to many single A schools, and that is only eight players. How are you able to kind of function your your practice like run through offenses, run through defenses uh, when you when you can't put ten on the floor at one time? I think my assistants are getting in shape. Now, you, know, so, uh, you know so. So and uh, every now and then I got to get in there and uh, but it, it is a challenge. You know, last year we had thirteen, which presents a different challenge because now you got to make sure everyone knows the plays and 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 so there's it, practices take a little longer. Now you know we don't have to go through that as much, but it is it is a challenge and it it so sometimes when you go into games you're like, wow, I think we really got this down. Well. Maybe you don't because you're not going against uh, you know ten players and you know a lot of it's you know a lot of three on three you know a lot of uh, four on four and, and it, it, it it's definitely challenging but I think the girls uh, have done a great job. And you talked about the early season schedule. You've already got four games in in basically a, you know a little more than a week, uh, about a week and a half or so. And uh, that busyness continues. You've got a game coming up 
on Monday with Lewis County at home and then into the Doddridge County tournament um, Thursday and Friday. Uh, do you like getting th- this many games in early in the season? I have nothing to do with it. It's all my <laughs> you know, you know, Steve uh, Petito. He uh, he's also assistant on the boys' uh, uh, team, and and uh, you know, he basically does it and says, "Here it is." So I, I really, you know, I like it. Actually, I think it's I think it's good because you know you have more time to see and correct some things. Uh, so. Uh, you know, I think practice is practice, but games is, you know, that's the real thing. And I think you really want to see how they react in the game, and, and then you can adjust from there. Coach, uh, looking at your schedule, I noticed that uh, uh, you, you play pretty much all the uh, your fellow Catholic schools in, in the state, except for Huntington St. Joe. Uh, uh, the, the days of the uh, the Catholic tournament in Huntington are long gone, but uh, is there still a rivalry between the, the Catholic schools around the state? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and I would throw Trinity in there with mm-hmm. them. Uh, you know, uh, I think uh, uh, there is a rivalry. But, you know, uh, it, I don't think to us it means anything different. Uh, I think that the, the, the teams that we uh, really, the rival games are more of the crosstown things, the South Harrisons, the, you know, you know, now now it seems like we have a rivalry with Trinity, and and uh, we really didn't have a rivalry with Tucker because we wouldn't beat them. So I really can't call that a rivalry until <laughs> this year. You know, so so you know, but they, they, you know we play them twice a year. I, you know, we have a pretty good schedule this year. Uh, you know, we play uh, three double A teams twice. Uh, I think I looked at it, and there was like sixty percent of our schedule went to the state tournament last year. So. It's a tough schedule, but that's good. You know, uh, you know, it prepares uh, prepares us for, you know, you know, the sectional one and the regional. Coach Bob Martino of the Notre Dame girls basketball squad. Coach, first off, a uh, good start to the season. Wish you the best of luck, and we hope to catch up with you again as the season moves forward. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. All right, once again, that's Bob Martino, head coach of the Notre Dame girls basketball team, and. Um, we're we're going to be tied on time here a little bit. That's a shock, right? <laughs> no. What does that ever happen? Before? We even put a timer in for you. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Exactly. Uh, we've got. Uh, let's see here. Let's just go ahead and take a break right now. When we come back, we'll talk with Craig Dutton, WXCR. We also hope to talk with Tom McGurl, the head coach of Nicholas County's girls basketball team, and uh, we'll have our resident referee Bo Anderson. We'll see how long he ends up on hold. We'll do our best with him. This is Basketball <laughs> Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. The Marshall University Sports Journalism degree is designed for you to find a job to put your knowledge and training to work after graduation. The program allows for students to concentrate in one of three exciting areas, print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on real-life experiences that not only exposes the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback and career-launching advice. 
Marshall has 15 varsity teams that afford sports journalism majors the opportunity to cover them in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and Heard TV, as well as communications campaigns, off-campus internships, and an expansive alumni network in all areas of expertise. The Marshall University School of Journalism is ready and eager to help you start your sports media career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Many places you can watch Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia every night. You can go to Network West Virginia if you have Suddenlink. Of course, we're on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope. Of course, find us on Periscope, Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. If you're in the Huntington Tri-State region, you can find us on Comcast Channel 25, Armstrong Digital Channel 204. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 10-16 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville. Happy to have you along on the season premiere of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Um, We will have scoreboard updates again throughout the show. Uh, the scores of the games, 79? 79, right? games. 79 games going on. 45 boys and 34 girls. And this time in two months, we'll be complaining about not enough games. But <laughs> we have not have that problem tonight, believe no, me. Not at all. No complaints whatsoever about that uh, tonight. We're going to talk about the Tug Valley uh, Raider Beckley Christian game in just a few moments. Uh, we have Jordan Mounts who will join us for that. Uh, again, we are starting to Kind of load up here on our calls. Let's go back to the calls to WXCR in New Martinsville, also WRRR. Craig Dutton joins us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Uh, and on West Virginia Friday Night. Let me try this again. Basketball Friday Night in West, West Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> you know, Craig, you understand this. Anytime you start back the new season, it just takes a minute to get back to normal. It does, Ryan. It keeps me from wanting to call you Fred or Dave there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or better yet, Fred wouldn't like it. I kept wanting to call him Greg like my sideline reporter all season during football. Wow. But, you know, guys, it, it's been it's been really good to get back in the basketball season. And I was really looking forward to it tonight. We had a great matchup up at Tyler Consolidated this evening before the girls' action. But a lot of things has happened in this last year, too, so... I'm going to have a little bit more broader perspective of the north now. I now live in Fairmont, West Virginia. So, I mean, it's going to be a little bit more interesting. But we can talk about that a little bit later on. I'm going to try to catch Fairmont Seniors Tournament a little bit tomorrow evening. And probably see uh, Wyoming East for the first time in my life. Mm. And actually, all those four teams I've never seen before. <laughs> uh, it's, all, it's always fun to see somebody different. Uh, it is. Uh, it's really good to get to be able to do that. And I know Fairmont Senior was uh, last year's runner-up in Double A. Then you got Robert C. Bird taking on Wyoming East. I think Senior is taking on 
Oh, I can't remember. Winfield. They're taking on Winfield in the ninth cap in the tournament tomorrow. I haven't even checked out the scores yet, but it's it's been a big year. I got married, and I moved away from St. Mary's now in Fairmont, but uh, you're right. Trying to get back into the basketball season could be a little tough every so often. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk a little bit more about your move in just a moment, but first, the game you had tonight, Tyler Consolidated in Ritchie County, uh, girls basketball. You know, we don't have a final score on that. I believe you don't. No, you don't. No. Yeah, I do. I, uh, <laughs> I put you guys on the, the post for Twitter here a little bit ago. But, yeah, 47-34 is the final tonight. Tyler Consolidated got the win, and they're back above 500 on the season. 2-1 and one on the season. They avenged their loss to Parkersburg Catholic earlier this week. Uh, they had a season opening loss, I mean, win last week versus South Harrison. Richie is still searching for their first win. And I know Coach David McCullough will find a way to get his team back on track again. He's got a lot of juniors on that team. He's working with two seniors, one with not as much minutes in the past, but, you know, Abby Hot, she led all scores tonight with 21 between Ritchie County and Tyler Consolidated. It was a cons- it was a whole concerted effort for Tyler Consolidated. They have four seniors on that squad this season. And Jolie Walton, who I was looking to a lot to be, a big contender, and she'll come in every so often. She had a bit of a slow-scoring night. She came in a lot in the fourth period, and she scored 11, but that's when Josie Jones fouled out of the game at the three-minute mark of the fourth period. She had 19 tonight for this Lady Knights, and she has been the most improved player I've seen. You don't see a lot of girls improve that much on the defensive side of the ball until you see her and Peyton Coher, fellow seniors, be able to trap Abby Hot. And their uh, new freshman guard they've got playing for Ritchie County and Sophie B. They trapped her and deflected a lot of her passes, her chest passes, to Hot and to uh, Andrea Kirk for Ritchie County. They shut Andrea Kirk down. She didn't even score more than two points tonight. And that's a big for Ritchie County. That The Kirk name has been one that's, for years, been known to be a name for the Ritchie County Lady Rebel program. So, big win for Tyler tonight. Their schedule gets a little bit easier. They'll take on, I guess, a fast Doddridge County team that new head coach Ben Thomas was telling me about for Tyler Consolidated. And him and his new assistant coach, Tommy Phillips, have encouraged defense first before scoring. That was a big problem. I mean, they weren't scoring points. They were missing a lot of their easy shots. But if you can get out in that shallow front court and force your uh, force your opponent to get those turnovers, and that's what they were doing all night, I swear I would think Josie Jones probably had a double-double in points and steals tonight. So a big win tonight for the Tyler Consolidated Silver Knights as they beat Ritchie County. And uh, Craig, last time we spoke, we were at an event in Morgantown. Yeah. We crossed paths. And, uh, you were telling me you were just about to move to Fairmont. And um, I believe you, since... Yeah, you just found out we liked the house that we were looking at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I found out, exactly. But um, and, and, and Craig, uh, I understand now the wedding went great. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wedding went great, and um, all settled in in Fairmont. It's, it's different. I, I had to travel a good bit more this season to get to do football and basketball, but I, I enjoy it a whole lot. So I'm getting a little bit of a different perspective now. <laughs> have you, look, yeah. you have to get a little further off route, too, than normal, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig Dunn, WXCR in New Martinsville. We're still going to give you WRRR as a title because you, you, you know. Ryan's got to get that in there. A, a nice studio up there, too, by the way. 
I said, Ryan had to get the RRR, yeah. plus I, I had the opportunity to visit during football season up there. So, Of course, the time I would drive home uh, right after the Doddridge game, normally if I've been in St. Mary's, I would have got to see you that night. But, yeah, you, you got a chance to be up there at WRRR. Hopefully our guys uh, from 93R will be able to stop by your guys' place near Scott next year. <laughs> yep. We're actually near Madison. I, right. I got that wrong. <laughs> West Madison, to be concise. Or precise, I should say. Yeah. One of those sizes. Uh, but, hey, Craig, always a pleasure. Congratulations on getting married, the move. I know that's a, that's a big move for you, and uh, certainly wish you uh, nothing but the best in your basketball broadcast this year. I appreciate it. We got a big one coming up this Tuesday. Tyler Consolidated Boys under new head coach Stephen Nutter, formerly of Webster County. He's got them at 2-0 after they beat Lindsley last night, 60-55. to So I'm, that's going to be a key matchup Tuesday. I'll give you a full update on that one and a few other games as well around the North Central region. I, I'm going to try to keep track of Fairmont, East Fairmont, and North Marion for you guys if I can. I uh, greatly appreciate that. Craig Dutton, WXCR, WRRR, and W anybody who will pay him. That's Craig Dutton who joins us here on the program. Thanks so much. And uh, Let's go right back to the phones. It came down to the buzzer tonight. Tug Valley and Greater Beckley Christian. Those, those boys' basketball squads have played some very meaningful games over the years in regional tournament play. They played a regular season game tonight. Tug Valley gets the win. Jordan Mounts of WFGH joins us. He was there. and uh, Jordan, you get those two programs together more times than not. It's a highly competitive basketball game. Tonight, no different. Holy cow, guys, what a game is all I can say. It came down, the game came down to a last, to a shot by sophomore guard Caleb May with uh, two seconds left in the game that won the game for Tug Valley. What a game, guys. Ed May, he's still doing okay, though, right? Didn't have a heart attack at the end of the game? Well, I mean, it's, it's not so much Ed May you got to worry about. He's pretty cool, calm, and collected at times. It's, uh, it's our assistant coach, Tyler Hodge. Yeah, that's the, uh, I know Tyler uh, as well. The big emotion guy. No, uh, those, yeah, everybody, everybody's still on cloud nine right now, guys. I tell you what, give those kids from Greater Beckley Christian a lot of credit. That's a very athletic and a very good team. They're gonna do. They're gonna do well in Charleston this year. You know, the first week of December, you you don't tend to have a lot of the games. Even when you have great matchups, even when you have rivalry games this time of year, I don't think people are necessarily quite into basketball yet. There's that transition from football mood to basketball mood. It's a little bit of a slow one. Um, But when you have a game like that, I mean, that game could have been the Charleston Civic Center with a whole lot more riding on it in terms of uh, the level of play and the competitiveness of that game. Oh, you're 100% right. You know, these are talented teams. And it's something I'm going to mention here quite early on uh, is, uh, you know, for Tug Valley, there were eight players for the Panthers that played in tonight's game for Tug Valley. And of those eight players, only one of them is above a sophomore in grade level. We have one senior, Brady Newsom. The rest are freshmen and sophomores playing for the Panthers this year. So, Jordan, would it be safe to say that with that young team, you can expect a few hiccups along the way, but also that they can play at a high level as they prove tonight. You know, I think that's a very, very valid statement there, Ryan. Um, you know, looking at uh, looking at the the stats here for Tug Valley, um, our free throws is where we really, really uh, struggled with, especially in the first uh, half. If I'm not mistaken, the first half we were like over eight starting the game off uh, from the free throw, free throw line. Apologize for that. Uh, 
But uh, and and you know, there's things that where the youth, the inexperience is. It's we're going to have some hiccups. We're going to have some growing pains. But you know, this group right here, they. I, I got to talk with all these boys before and after the game. You know, once they kind of got into that group, it was it, it was just. It was fun to watch a group of kids right there, and these kids they grew up right in front of us. They didn't let that early struggle get them down. They just uh, it was a, it was a very good game to watch. The Tug Valley boys open the season with a win tonight over Greater Beckley Christian, fifty six fifty five. They'll host Van on Tuesday, and then make the trip to Clarksburg to take on Notre Dame next Saturday. Jordan Mounts, WFGH. Thanks so much. Hey, no problem, guys. Wish I was there with you all this evening, but uh, if there's one place I'd rather be, it's at Tug Valley home game. <laughs> hey, there you go. You can't lose on a Friday night. Yeah. You win either way. Thanks so much uh, again, Jordan. We'll get to Bo Anderson uh, a little bit later on in the show. After the break. Well, maybe, but I want to say uh, a couple of words here real fast before we go to this break. Uh, you know, when, when you talk with a lot of people, when you have a lot of people that your contacts with, uh, unfortunately, uh, the reality is that some of them pass away, and we lost a couple of them um, over the course of the last offseason. One of them we just lost this week. Um, I want to first extend our condolences to the family of uh, Charles Woody Higginbotham, um, the West Virginia Woodman site that you see uh, that has all the football playoff game scores and all the basketball uh, tournament results over the years. That was his undertaking. He passed away at the age of 65 back on September 12th. And uh, the other one that I wanted to mention, and I hate to even be that short because that doesn't do justice to the amount of research and work that he put in to keep those sites up, which are resources that we use on this show um, to get historical information because I trust it. Exactly. Um, The other is... uh, a gentleman from the Martinsburg area named Tom Harmon, not to be confused with the Wayne football coach, but Tom <laughs> Harmon, who was the great uncle of uh, Martinsburg quarterback Grant, Grant Harmon. Harmon. Uh, he passed away this week um, after a short illness, and he's someone who um, always did a good job of keeping everyone informed of what was going on in the Eastern Panhandle. And uh, really, he would help you bring perspective to what some of those out-of-state results meant on a larger scale because he would keep you updated on how those schools were doing as well. And uh, just people who are invaluable and can't be replaced and we'll miss both of them. So uh, Doc Tom, as he was known as, and also uh, the Woodman, West Virginia Woodman, Woody uh, Higginbotham. Uh, we'll miss I both would of them. like to know the amount of hours he spent researching. He, he shared his uh, spreadsheet with me on, on Scott a few years back, and it was down to the wire, I mean, all the way back to the beginning of the school. And we have a few of those that are still around that do great work. Uh, Mr. Baker, whose first name escaped me just now, he's down at uh, Bluefield. Um, he's, he's basically a historian. He right. does the uh, Four Seasons uh, football website. That is just, again, invaluable. It's right. basically the encyclopedia of high school high football, school football yeah. in West Virginia and Virginia. Uh, and Carol, excuse me, Carol Jett up at Parkersburg, another yeah. guy like that. And uh, Ed Forshee as well. Yeah. Um, this state is fortunate to have people like that. So when you lose them, um, we'll miss them. It's a big loss. Yeah. And uh, we, we yeah. definitely wanted to, wanted to mention them tonight. Didn't want to go without uh, you know, passing along our condolences to their families. And you know, it's just uh, one of those situations where, uh, unfortunately, uh, it happens. You know, we we uh, 
we're all going to face it one day, but uh, you hate it when it happens to the people who are helpful to you along the way. We're going to step aside, take a break. We'll come back and just scoreboard update. Our resident referee, Bo Anderson, will also have uh, hope to have Nicholas County girls basketball coach uh, Tom McGurl as well as Wayne girls coach Wade Williamson and much more when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. High school basketball action in West Virginia is heating up as teams focus on a trip to the state championship in Charleston. Stay up to date with your local teams and their progress all season long with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for three hours every Friday night from 9 to midnight. Listen online or on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. You'll hear sports writers, broadcasters, coaches, players, at your calls recapping your team's game. Visit BasketballNight.com for more details on how you can become part of the show. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Thanks to everyone tonight that's called, sent texts, tweets, and emails. We appreciate you being part of the show and helping us cover all high school basketball in West Virginia. Join us on the phone tonight. Share your team's game. Call toll-free 855-784-6677. 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Text the show 304-249-4924. Text the show 304-249-4924. Go to our website, check out the scoreboard, find out how you can connect with the show tonight at basketballnight.com. Shout out to some of our newest followers, including just a few moments ago, Hunter Adkins. Hello, Hunter, and welcome to the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Hunter joins Nick Merritt, Coach Dempsey, and Doug Russell. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 10.33 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, Bill Cornwell with you. Happy to have you along. We'll talk with our resident referee, Bo Anderson, in just a moment. Um, Yes, we're halfway through the program, and we're already... (laughs) Wide open. Zooming through, so uh, let's not waste any time. Let's get to the scoreboard, and Bill, you'll have the boys' scores tonight, but let's start with the girls' scores with Joe. Okay. Surprise. Take a look at the basketballnight.com scoreboard. On the ladies' side from across the state of West Virginia, it was the Lady Maroon Knights of Wheeling Central knocking off the polka dots tonight, 59-26. Boyd County uh, knocked off Wyoming East. Uh, actually, that's not a final. That's uh, after. That's a halftime score. 33-29, Boyd County 
Uh, I think there's a mix-up because it says Boyd County Tournament, but it's Wyoming East, so we need to get that one clarified. It was the Bluefield Beavers knocking off uh, Tazewell, Virginia tonight by a score of 56-49. Magnolia, the Lady Blue Eagles, over Peyton City tonight, 59-41. And a tight one, the Lady Lumberjacks of Richwood beat Fayetteville. The Lady Pirates go down tonight, 63-60. It was the East Cougar or the East Hardy Cougars, rather, falling to Moorfield tonight by a score of 66-13. And the Sam Board Championship game, it was, it's now a final, Clay Battelle knocked off Robert C. Bird by a score of 44-35. Gilmer County picks up a win tonight. Uh, Summer Stover picks up 26 points, 16 rebounds, as Gilmer County knocks off uh, East Fairmont tonight, 56-50. It was the over in the Eastern Panhandle, Spring Mills over Hampshire, 71-58. Summers County, the Lady Bobcats pick up a win tonight over Midland Trail. Taylor Isaac had 20 points for Summers County. It was the Lady Grizzlies of Nicholas County falling to the Wayne Pioneers tonight by a score of 68-47. Ripley Vikings also fall tonight to the hands of the Lady Big Reds of Parkersburg, 71-46. The Lady Knights of Preston knock off Washington 50-37. Tyler County over Ritchie County 47-34. It was Trinity Christian over South Harrison tonight 65-13. And in a close one, it was Oak Glen over Toronto, Ohio 62-60. And that's a look at the girls' scores. All right, boys' scores. Uh, first off, Grady, Virginia beats Greenbrier East tonight, 57-53. In the Hedgesville Mixer, it was Jefferson over Broadfording Academy, 42-37. Here's a final we just received. Uh, Pendleton County wins over Turner Ashby High School, 67-55. Robert C. Bird beat Winfield, 66-53. Cabell Midland Knights, Coach Rick Chapin now 2-0. They beat the South Point Ohio Pointers this evening, 71-50. Wayne falls to Belfry, uh, Kentucky this evening, 72-61. Into the third quarter, this is one that we've had for a while, so we'll have a final. St. Clairsville over Brook, uh, 84-32. Cannon Upshur falls to the University Skyhawks this evening, 101-52. Buffalo beats Wahama. 74-55. It was Charleston Catholic beating Liberty Raleigh 55-46. Maybe the game of the night on the boys' side, Tug Valley beats Greater Beckley Christian by a point, 56-55. Caleb May hits a buzzer beater to win the game for Tug Valley. Uh, Greenbrier West beats uh, Independence 66-60. It was Van falling to Lincoln County 76-37. Pikeview loses to Oak Hill, 96-57. Warren Local of Ohio, winner over the Parkersburg Big Reds, 50-44. Richard, Ritchie County loses to Ravenswood, 41-38. It was St. Albans, uh, MSAC early play over Riverside, 55-46. Uh, Shady Spring beat uh, Summers County this evening, 69-59. Polka Dots. Uh, winners over Valley Fayette, 65-41. 24 points for Polka's Evan McNeely in that one. Calhoun County loses to Webster County, 92-34. It was Fairmont Senior taking care of Wyoming East, 77-58. Sam Ward Tournament started the third quarter. Trinity Christian beating Grafton, 35-22. 
And finally, it was Liberty Raleigh falling to Charleston Catholic this evening on the boys' side, 55-46. As a check of your basketball Friday night, scoreboardyourbasketballnight.com scoreboard update. And one of those games that was uh, a tight game that, that did come down uh, to the final minutes. Class A Greenbrier West defeats Class AA Independent 66-60 in boys' basketball. 33 points tonight for Noah Midkiff. Joining us now on the program is assistant coach Jared Robinson of the Cavaliers. And, uh, Coach, a very nice win for your basketball team tonight. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. It wasn't the prettiest, but it was just a great atmosphere for a high school game. And and Coach Perkins did a great job with his boys at Independence. And just a great win for our kids to come through at the end. And and these games early on, I I think – when when you have a ball club that you have postseason aspirations for, and I think Greenbrier West is in that both this year specifically, uh, you need is you need a lot of close games, not just uh, late in the season, but early in the year as well to get used to playing in those environments. Yeah, I told our kids after the game, I really felt like we grew up some tonight because uh, you know we had a small lead for most of the game, and Independence came back and took the lead a couple times in the fourth quarter and. It just seemed like every time they went ahead, we answered and scored the next trip and, and could put them away the last minute to, to finish off a great win for our kids. It's, it's really a disadvantage when the other team's already played once and we haven't, um, trying to work out some of those first-game issues that always come up. But, you know, our kids didn't play great, but they played really hard and, and just really proud of how they responded down the stretch. Tell me about Noah Midkiff's night. Uh, he's just a great player. Uh, I told our radio guys after the game that if there's a better point guard around, I'd like to see it. He's just he's just so tough. He can score in so many different ways. He's not very big, but he's just an explosive athlete. Um, he just runs the show for us. We got a lot of good pieces around him, but tonight when we needed it, he just picked up and you know they were packing a zone around our tall kids and and Noah had to respond. We had some other kids make some big threes for us and. But he was just the best player on the floor, and he usually is for us. Just really proud of him tonight. Coach, you got a chance to get some practices in over the next week, but next Friday uh, uh, your club uh, really tests itself with a perennial uh, class single-A state tournament uh, uh, team with the uh, Charleston Catholic Irish coming to your place. Yeah, they're a great squad. Uh, Coach Morrison does a great job, and and Midkiff versus Williams is going to be a point guard matchup to watch. I I told our kids it may be the biggest home game we've had in Charmco in quite some time, and uh, they're really excited, and hopefully we can get a good week for practice and get ready for them. They're really good. A lot of weapons. It's not just Williams. they got a lot of different kids that can play, but um, we're expecting a big crowd and hoping for big things. We had a long talk in the locker room after the game, things we need to work on to get better in the next week to get ready to play them. And then things doesn't get any easier for you as you go on the road to Shady Spring. Yeah, Coach Fitzwater told me he was going to fire me for working on our schedule. We, <laughs> we thought, we, we thought we had a chance, but we, you know, we went and added some games. We're playing Greater Beckley. We're playing Shady Springs White. We're playing Williamstown in a matchup uh, down in at West Virginia State later in the year. Just a lot of really good teams on our squad. But uh, you know, I'm proud of our kids that they want that tough schedule. We talked about it last spring. They said, Coach, we need to play. We want to go win in Charleston. We got a long way to go. We got to get a lot better, but 
they've had a great attitude, and hopefully we can keep working towards that. Assistant coach Jared Robert, Robertson of the Greenbrier West Cavaliers. They open their season with a win tonight against Independence, 66-60 on the road. Uh, coach Robertson, congratulations on win one, and uh, wish you guys the best of luck moving forward. I'm sure we'll catch up again as the season moves forward. Absolutely. Thank you guys for your show. It's a great thing you do for the kids in our state. Hey, we greatly appreciate that. We greatly appreciate what you coaches do as well. It's time and hours that all the coaches put in to, to make that possible. But, you know, we, we need to take a break, but I want to go back to the phone lines real quick. Uh, Tom McGurl, head coach of Nicholas County. Um, the Grizzlies, ranked number eight in Class AA in the preseason. Um, but, my goodness, what a difficult beginning to their season in terms of a schedule. Uh, opened with Wyoming East, who was runner-up last year. Played tonight at Wayne, who was in the semifinals a year ago. And uh, Coach McGurl joins us now. I know they're on the road back to Summersville. And, uh, Coach, I know it was a rough night tonight. But uh, at the same time, uh, can't say enough about uh, just the, the schedule you guys have to begin the season. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, thanks for having me. We... Uh... We definitely, uh, our schedule is nothing to sneeze at. We've, uh, we've also, we're going to play, uh, Bluefield a little later. We're going to end up playing six of the eight tournament teams in double A. <laughs> we have, uh, matchups with, uh, Summers County home and away. And we also have, uh, we play number four Tucker County in single A and the Ioga on this coming Wednesday. So we were happy tonight that we survived I 64. Uh, <laughs> that's a feat in itself. Three and a half hours. Yes. It took us three and a half hours to get down, but uh, we found a few shortcuts around things and got there in time. Um, great crowd of Wayne tonight. We uh, we uh, we're not uh, we're definitely not mid season form yet, but full credit to Wayne. Uh, their kids really showed up with a lot of energy. Uh, they played with a lot of passion. Uh, they outworked us, probably outcoached us in a lot of ways this season. So you know we got a long ways to go, but we got some pieces we can work with. Uh, we didn't get a lot done together as a, as a unit this summer, so we feel like we're a little behind where we should be, but uh, it's a long season. Hopefully we can make some progress. Hey, one of those pieces you have is Anna Hamilton. She's she's listed at six foot. I think she might have grown a little bit since that listing. Uh, 23 points tonight. I know she's also an outstanding volleyball player as well. Um, she's a good centerpiece to your ball club. Yes, yeah, sir, she is. She's uh She's actually, to my knowledge, she's the all-time leading scorer in Nicholas County uh, women's basketball history, if we shall. But, uh, yeah, she's an excellent volleyball player. I think she's, uh, this was her second year being uh, first team. And she, she led the, the volleyball team to the semifinals, and we're very, we're very blessed to have her. Uh, Collegially, I'm not sure if she's – I think she may just go be a student, but she's an excellent athlete. And, Coach, uh, I know you're on the road back to Somersville tonight. I hope it's much easier traveling back than it was making the trip to Wayne today with all that, uh, with, the, with the traffic issues and the accident on I-64 that kind of locked things up for a while there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, uh, we're, we're getting close to uh, mile marker 57 where we can turn down Route 19 and head back <laughs> to Somersville. It's not easy always, you know, get on the bus after you got your tail kicked, but uh, we didn't. I don't think we dropped below – 55 coming home, so it felt pretty good. <laughs> and one more thing before I let you go. You, you talk about the trip, and uh, Nicholas County and Wayne, to my knowledge, haven't played in girls' basketball, at least uh, not in a home-and-home type situation. Uh, you make that trip to Wayne tonight. That's playing you know, a quality opponent and somebody different in yes. a different setting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, we're, 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 we're,
Oh, yeah. That's, that's what we're striving for. We want to put these kids. Uh, in years past, we maybe this group has been a little bit shy when the moment arrives, if I'll, if I'll say it that way. We want to put them in as many difficult situations, make them uncomfortable. So to come March or late February, whenever, you know, you get in that situation where you've got to win to move on, you know, you've been there and done it. You've seen it in different environments. And, and we like playing in front of – we went to Wyoming East. And I, I, before the game, I thought I thought maybe there was, like, the globe trotters that just left us. There was, like, 500 people in the, in the gym when we got there. That I mean, love the environments uh, in, in high school basketball. Yep. I think they are improving in girls basketball too across the state. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I you know, agree. To me, Wayne I mean, had a Wayne had a lot of people tonight too. It was that was a nice environment. Uh, it was nice to meet you tonight. Yes, sir. You too. And is Maroon? Is he still doing this? Uh, he he's hosting a tournament in, in down in Glen Hayes right now. So we we let him yeah, have the evening off. Yeah. And I took the chopper tonight, so he didn't. <laughs> we could, we didn't send it back for him. Okay. Well, I figured he'd be off slacking somewhere. But. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, that's our that's our coach Marone right there for you, uh, Coach Tom yeah, uh, Tom Girl of the uh, Nicholas County Grizzlies. Again, it was nice to meet you tonight, and uh, I think your basketball club will see we'll we'll see and hear more from them as the season moves along. Okay, uh, thanks for having me, guys. All right, once again, that's uh, Coach uh, Tom McGurl of the Nicholas County Lady Grizzlies. I inadvertently input Todd. It's Tom. That's my fault. Uh, that's okay. I'm allowed a mistake or two every now and then. It's early in the it's season. First, still. first, first. First game back, you can say. Still working all the way through. We're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we might just talk to our resident referee, Bo Anderson. He's been on hold for 44 Since minutes. Since nobody else is in queue. Nobody else is talking to him. So we <laughs> somebody wants to call in. Yeah, so, and if you have any questions for our resident referee, feel free to drop us a line at hoops underscore roundup. We'll try to get to them. We'll talk with Bo Anderson when we come back on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. High school basketball's voice in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. There's many places to listen and watch basketball Friday night. We're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Just click on our affiliates page for the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com. Just click to watch. We're also on Facebook Live. Go to the Basketball Friday Night Facebook page, and you can watch us live. We're on Periscope, too. We're on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. And we're on cable statewide on Suddenlinks Network West Virginia. In the Huntington Tri-State region, we're on Comcast Channel 25, Armstrong Cable, Digital Channel 204. We want to send you everywhere. Get your game picks in so we can feature them in the video stream. If you're watching the video now, you'll see pictures sent in to us from everyone, everywhere. Send us your picks on Twitter at Hoop underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup you can also go to our facebook page and send them via facebook send them by email to scores at basketballnight.com give us your best picks of your team and your fans and become a part of basketball friday night in west virginia 
Once again, follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Big shout out to our newest follower, Jennifer Farley and Hunter Adkins. They're part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 10.51 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Joe Linville and Bill Cornwell. Happy to have you with us as we roll toward the 11 o'clock hour. Now's as good a time as any. 48 minutes strong. Let's go to the phone lines. Our resident referee, Bo Do we Anderson, dare? Do we dare? Joins us on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Bo, it's not basketball season until we talk with you. <laughs> well, I thank you guys, and uh, I like to uh, be able to get ready and uh, be on the show because that means we're started, and uh, I'm uh, glad to... Uh, Get going, uh, you might say. About two weeks in already. Yeah, I've had games. I had a game uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, so I've been going pretty strong here and uh, for the last, uh, basically about the last three weeks, really. Well, we, we always appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for calling out playing. Um, now, uh, <laughs> it, it's always good, though, Bo, that you uh, kind of allow us to talk about things that we see um, you know, things that maybe we don't see all the time, certain rules, but it's the beginning of the season. So let's just jump right to this. Any points of emphasis this year that are, are or is that a phrase that gets kind of overused even within uh, when talking about officiating? Well, you know, there's, I mean, there are always some points of emphasis and, you know, some things that, you know, they want us to look at as a whole. And we really only have, and it's, and it's, it's not a major rule change, we really only have one thing as far as rules go, um, and that's a uh, tip ball by the defense when the offense has the ball in the front court and it goes into the back court and a player, instead of it hitting the ground and getting it, catches it in the air, and uh, they have uh, deemed that, that that should be a legal play. Uh, but we have to keep in mind that other than that, you know, if the defense is, uh, knocks the ball to the offense's left and it goes in the backcourt and the offense gets it, that's a backcourt violation because, uh, you know, the, that team is still to be considered in team control in the front court and the touching doesn't uh, affect it. So, you know, really there's not a whole lot. Uh, fortunately, for our, from our standpoint, they haven't changed a whole lot here in the last little bit, so we're you know we can we can worry about the rules that we already have. Have you come across anything kind of out of the norm already in, in just this short you know two and a half weeks since the season began? Well, I may say that my first three games that I had three different times in three different games, a player that the coach wanted into the game. Got up and uh, come right straight in instead of going to the scores table and check it in. And I had to send them back to the table so we didn't have to have any uh, technical foul issues there for an illegal substitution. 
uh, you know, they got a little excited. It's early on the season, and, you know, I'm sure they were ready to come in the game, and they just got up and went right straight in. And I said, whoa, whoa. <laughs> they were so excited. <laughs> they were excited, yes. And um, So they, you know, other than that, uh, you know, not nothing really, uh, you know, odd uh, from that standpoint as far as crazy plays goes. Um, I will mention uh, a couple things that I'd like to mention. Uh, the one thing I want to talk about tonight myself, you know, you hear the word Euro and Eurostep, and we don't have that word in our book, but what we have is either traveling or not traveling. Now, by just, I want everybody to picture a player who's in the air, and that player lands on the right foot, followed by the left foot. Well, the right foot is the pivot, and they can pick that right foot up and shoot it. Now, where people want traveling, coaches, fans, everybody, you know, that's got their fans manual out, is a player who's in the air, it does not say that that right foot has to be straight in front of them. Okay, they can sidestep that right foot. So if they take a step and lean to the right, and then the left foot comes down and they go left and pick the pivot foot up, they can still score. And a lot of people want things because they look funny, and I've already heard a couple of comments about, that's a Euro step, that's not allowed. It's not whether it's a Euro step or not, it's whether it's a legal play or not. And so anybody that's watching the game, take a second to officiate the game and say, okay, the first foot to touch is the pivot foot. If they step and lean to the right with the first foot, they're still legal. It don't matter. It doesn't have to be straight. If they completely step 10 feet to the left with the other foot, it's still legal, and they can still pick their right foot up and score a shot. Uh, that is a that that's a legal play, and there's a lot of misconceptions about it. I have a lot of people ask me, "Oh, what's this?" Think about if it's a legal play or not. Don't put the word "euro" in there because there is no such thing as "euro" in the Federation rule book. Think about it as being a legal play, and you'll answer your question whether it's traveling or not if you know the traveling rule. Bo, uh, I want you to know I, I, I do homework now to keep up with you because courtesy of the uh, University of Kentucky Sports Information Office, I'll, I'll, I'll watch Weekly Whistle every week. And uh, well, freedom of movement's uh, a big issue on that. So we'll, we'll talk about that at a, on, a, on a future uh, event, uh, Bo. Yeah, Bo, we'll talk with you again next week. We appreciate your time. We'll be back with a scoreboard update. We'll talk with Wayne Girls basketball coach Wade Williamson, the Lady Pioneers 3-0. That's when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates, Network West Virginia Statewide, Comcast, Channel 25, Armstrong Cable, Channel 204. 
You can also listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including our newest affiliate, We Rock West Virginia Louder, 105 KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. 103.7, Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AAM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville. Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel. Singing News Radio 92.5 FM WTHM LP Ravenswood Ripley. Knights Radio 91.5 FM WRSG Middleburn. Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg 7:40 AM 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106 WHFI Linside 106.7 FM. 95 The Sports Fox WBES Charleston 9:50 AM. The Voice of the Coalfields. 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVLW in Logan, Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WNTD in Hinton, the greatest oldies of all time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLV, Edmund, Beckley. Tune for You Radio, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP Clay and Marshall University's flagship station, WMUL, in Huntington. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Third and final hour of our Debut episode of Season 6 of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell and Joe Linville. Happy to have you along with us on it feels like a good uh, night for basketball outside. It's uh, below freezing throughout all of West Virginia. Uh, we're but all it's kind not of snowing. Yeah, it's, as long as it's not icy. <laughs> but the southern half of the state is kind of hunkering down for yes. what is supposed to be a legitimate snow issue that comes up uh, Sunday. So certainly hope that all of you out there are safe and warm both tonight and uh, throughout the weekend as well. We're going to talk with uh, Wayne High School girls basketball coach Wade Williamson in a moment, but first let's get a scoreboard update. Joe, you'll have the boys' scores. We'll turn the girls' scores over okay. to Bill Cornwell. All right, and now let's take a look at the basketballnight.com scoreboard. It was Grundy, Virginia, knocking off the Green Bay Spartans tonight in a final 57-53. In the Hedgesville Mixer, it was Jefferson over... Broadfordine Academy, 40-37. Pendleton County winners tonight over Turner Ashby, 67-55. Lady Eagles of Robert C. Bird knocked off Winfield tonight. I'm correction on that. That's the Robert C. Bird men's Eagles knocked off uh, Winfield Generals tonight, 66-53. Philip Barber over Pocahontas County tonight, 93-36. It was Cabell Midland knocking off South Point, Ohio, 71 50. Belfry, Kentucky beat the Wayne Pioneers tonight, 72-61. St. Clairsville, Ohio over Brooke, 
101-44. It was the University Hawks over Buchanan Upshur, 101-52. Buffalo over Wahama tonight, 74-55. It was Charleston Catholic, the Irish, over Liberty Raleigh, 56-46. In that game we talked about earlier, Tug Valley knocked off Greater Beckley Christian, 56-55. Uh, Tug Valley's Caleb May uh, hit a shot at the buzzer for the win. It was Independence falling to Greenbrier West tonight, 66-60. It was Lincoln County over the Van Bulldogs, 76-37. Mount View, the Golden Knights over the Man Hillbillies, 68-59. It was Oak Hill, the Red Devils, over Pikeview tonight, 96-57. Warren, Ohio, Warren Local, Ohio, over the Big Reds of Parkersburg, 50 to 44. Ritchie County, the Rebels fall to Ravenswood tonight, 41 38. It was the Red Dragons of St. Albans knocking off the Riverside Warriors, 55 46. Shady Spring uh, winners tonight, 69 59 over Summers County. It was the Polka Dots over Valley Fayette. 65-41. Evan McNeely scores 24 points for the Dots. Webster County, big win over Calhoun County, 92-34. Fairmont Senior, the Polar Bears over Wyoming East, 77-58. It was the Hedgesville Eagles over Silver Oak Academy, Maryland, 87-46. And this one's still showing a third-quarter score in the Sam Board Championship game. Uh, Grafton trails Trinity Christian 35-41 and it was Charleston Catholic over Liberty Raleigh 55-46 and that's a look at the boys scores Lots of girls scores to look at uh, first off in the Williamstown tournament Poca loses to Wheeling Central 59-26 real dandy at the Boyd County Kentucky tournament uh, Boyd County Lions the home team take care of uh, Wyoming East 59-53. It was Bluefield beating Tazewell, Virginia, 56-49. Magnolia over Payton City, 59-41. Tug Valley falls to Cameron, 67-60. It was Richwood over Fayetteville, 63-60. James Monroe defeats Blacksburg, Virginia, 54-32. Warfield Yellow Jackets all over East Hardy. This was kind of ugly. 66-13 Warfield with the win over East Hardy. In the Sam Boyd Tournament, Robert C. Bird falls to Clay Battelle Seabees by a score of 44-35. Gilbert County beats East Fairbond 56-50. Summer Stober had 26 points and 16 rebounds in a losing effort for East Fairbond. Spring Mills beats Hampshire 71 to 58. It was Summers County, a winner over Midland Trail, 63-41. Taylor Isaac had 22 points tonight for the Summers County Bobcats. It was Wayne beating Nicholas County, 68-47. The Big Reds of Parkersburg beat Ripley, 71-46. Preston over Washington, 50-37. Ritchie County falls to Tyler Consolidated, 47-34. Riverview beats Mount View, 67-20. In overtime, it was Grace Christian falling to Tulsa in the uh, tournament out at uh, Tulsa High School, 51-45. Trinity Christian beats South Harrison, 65-13. Oak Glen over Toronto, Ohio, by a score of 62 to 60. That's a check on your basketballnight.com scoreboard. 
And let's go back to the phones right now. Wade Williamson, head coach of the Wayne Lady Pioneers. They go to 3-0 and with a 68-47 victory tonight at home over Nicholas County. And Coach Williamson, another nice win for your basketball team tonight. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, we had a good win for us. At, uh, you know, we played uh, played a good, really good team. I thought they were uh, had a tough trip down, so that probably had some effect on them. But um, we we were able to play pretty well and um, get the win. So it's always nice to win. Seventeen points tonight from Lake and Atkins. But I thought what was perhaps most impressive about this win, Coach, tonight, she got in foul trouble about three minutes into the game and set out the rest of the first half, and your lead extended. Yeah, you know, you, you've got it. You know, basketball season or uh, basketball's a long season, and then you're going to have things, that adversity like that at times. And you see your kids that come off the bench, you've got to be able to, to come in and give you good minutes. And we were able to get several uh, kids in there and, and uh, kind of mix and match a little bit and get some good minutes out of people and some buckets and um uh, big shots and things like that so you know that's that's a good sign for us moving forward uh you know we don't have to rely on um, you know one person to do things and so other kids can step in and do them so that's um that's always kind of a challenge <laughs> but uh other kids stepped up and did a good job coach you uh had such a great season last year, but you lost some important parts. Ariel Atkins, obviously, everybody in the state knew about her. But uh, you know, talk about the, the development of this ball club in the off season and and, and the attitude. It seems like uh, you've just picked right up where you left off with the the returning team. Well, you know, I mean, the kids work hard in the off season, and uh, so we had, um, you know, we we got out in um, three week period and. and and worked hard at it, and the kids work hard at it on their own. And a lot of them, um, you know, get on some travel teams and, and uh, take some, you know, basketball lessons from different people and such. And so we get kids that are focused uh, more than, you know, several kids focused on, on playing, and uh, that always helps. And so, uh, you know, it's, uh, it is a challenge losing, losing those people, obviously. Um, um, but, you know, that's what you have to do when if you want to build a program, you have to be able to graduate people and then just have other people step in. I was going to say, Coach, it looks like you've, you've reloaded well. You know, you're off to a good start. Uh, you know, you, your schedule, what what do you know about the Cardinal Conference? Uh, I haven't got a good feel on that yet. Uh, have any idea what's what's going on there? Uh, I mean, I think that uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the teams in the Cardinal Conference will be uh, much improved. You know, I think that there's a lot of good teams in the Cardinal Conference. That's a, that's a really tough conference and a lot of tough places to go play. I mean, uh, you know, you you go to Chapmanville, you go to Logan, you go to Winfield, you go to um, you know Nitro and Sissonville, and those are tough places to play. And, and, and everybody seems like they got uh, some good players. So uh, I haven't really got to see many of the Cardinal Conference teams yet, but um, you know, it's that's just those are tough places to go play. So we're just going to have to kind of keep our head down and and, uh, and and do what we need to do. Wade, uh, as far as uh success of your program and 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 being such a, a a winner and getting a lot of good statewide attention does that make it harder or make it easier to put a schedule together now well i think it makes it harder i mean uh you know uh, quite honestly four years ago anybody would play us anywhere at any time and uh 
or five, you know, and, and now we're in a situation where, you know, uh, quite frankly, me and uh, Coach McGurl at um, the Nicholas County, we're both having trouble getting games this year, and so that's kind of how we got hooked up on uh, the, the home and away. And, and uh, But, you know, we like to go play different places and, and uh, experience different things, and uh, so – yeah, it's going to be a good thing for us to go there, and I know it'll be a tough environment there when we go there in February. And uh, you know, but uh, yeah, it gets it gets a little bit more difficult. We opened up with Huntington High this year, so that makes it a little bit. You know, anytime you're scheduling, uh, you know, somebody like that, you, things are a little bit more difficult. And I think we want to go ahead and challenge ourselves a little bit more uh, as we as we grow as a program, and we're still trying to grow as a program. So. And coach, you mentioned that that game with Huntington High to open the season. You win that ball game. Um, actually, we're trailing by four going into the fourth quarter, one by seven. And even at that, had your two leading scorers foul out in that, and uh, you're able to win the ball game still. And Huntington turned around and beat Parkersburg South next time out. So uh, I mean, at least. Early in the season, that's a very good win. And you know as a coach, you saw specifically what your team was able to overcome with the athleticism of Huntington High. That was a, that was a really good win for your team. Yeah, it was a good win for us. It was, uh, you know, I, uh, yeah, it's the first game of the year, so it's, it's uh, you, know, you don't want to get uh, too blown out of proportion. But, yeah, it's a big win. Anytime we can beat the AAA school of that size, and they're so athletic, uh, yeah, I just felt like they ran us down all day, and 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 we're, we were pretty athletic ourselves. But um, you know, they just have so many good athletes, and and uh, I don't know that they they didn't shoot the ball particularly well against us, and that was kind of the difference in the game. I thought once I sat back and and, and looked at it, you know, we were able to make uh, seven threes, and I, I think they made two, and you know, we were able to make a few more foul shots than them, and so that's. Uh, you know that's kind of how you win games. Sometimes you've got to be able to put the ball in the basket. And we were able to to do that and kind of fend them off a little bit at the end there. They were kind of making a run at us there, and, and uh, you know the kids just um, you know, they showed a little grit and a little poise. And we talked about we talk about playing through adversity a lot, and it's just something you got to do when you play basketball. So, well, coach, congratulations again on the win tonight on the three and zero start and. I know you, you made it to the state tournament a year ago. You made it to the state semifinals a year ago. So you've kind of done all this before. You still, I know you still enjoy it, but at the same time, you know, you, you put it in perspective. Your goal is to be as good as you can be in March. Sure. And I, and I think that's uh, kind of the reason, you know, you want to pick up. We were going to play a really, really good team next Saturday, too, Megs, Ohio. And, and I mean, we were going to play, and our conference is very tough. So, Hopefully that'll get us in a situation where we're, you know, in a, uh, playing our best basketball at the right time and, and, and having be battle tested in a lot of ways. And um, you know, I think we beat a really good team tonight. I think we played well, um, and I and I think they're going to get better and they're going to play better as they as they move forward. Uh, man, that their big girls tough. So we got a lot of different challenges. And so um, you know, we hope we can get back there. Obviously, and that's what the goal is every year. That's a team that's a lot of fun to watch. Wade Williamson, head coach of the Wayne Lady Pioneers. They defeat Nicholas County tonight, 68-47. to Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. All right, and you hear the sound of the 
Okay, they're, they're really good uh, with, with this uh, sound effect. So the, the chopper that took I, me from that game tonight and Wayne here to. Uh, I think they got new toys to play with yeah, this year, and boy, they are playing with. <laughs> hey, you hey, know. I'll tell you what, uh, Coach Williamson just uh, doing an outstanding job, and and as he said. He's developed a real basketball culture at Wayne because he talks about girls playing on travel teams, uh, getting personal instruction, and there's a lot of opportunities uh, in in the Huntington area for uh, folks who will who will tutor you in basketball. And obviously, these girls are taking it seriously, and it can mean nothing but good for the Pioneer program. Uh, again, possibly making the Charleston trip again this year. I just want to say they got that taste of Charleston. Yes. Now, you, now you want to go another game up. Mm-hmm. So you know. That yeah. championship's what you want to bring back. And uh, like I said, that's a fun team to watch. They, they really get after it. And um, so, again, got to see Nicholas County tonight. That was somebody different. Enjoyed seeing them. Enjoyed talking with Coach McGurl uh, after the game. And uh, that's a ball club that's going to get better, too. They have four starters back from a year ago. They're a little injury-riddled right now. Um, I think when the season's said and done, you'll look back at that and go, that was a good win for Wayne um, tonight on December the 7th. Uh, long way from March, but... You know, yeah, it's a somewhere. good start, absolutely. And uh, we're going to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Wes McKinney, WAEY in Princeton. He had the Princeton-Nicholas County boys game last night. This might be the most we've got to talk about Nicholas County ever on this uh, really? program. Boys and girls <laughs> Nicholas County night. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Jennifer Jude, assistant coach of the Tulsa Lady Rebels. They picked up a big overtime win tonight. We'll talk with her as well when basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Does showing up for work in a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is important, it's serious, and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Thanks for joining us tonight. Many, many people have joined us on Twitter. Thank you for that. And a shout-out to them tonight for joining the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. We've got a big list of additions, including Hunter Adkins, Jennifer Farley, Isaac Dingus, Shane Hiley, Trey, Jeff Mollahan, Hatfield McCoy Shootout, Jace, John Blankenship, Stephanie Ellis, William Phillips, Presley, Nick Westernhaver, Luke Skywalker, Lauren Rausch, Andrew G., Gretchen Ball, Corn Snake, Stephen R. Richardson, Mason Ballard, Proud Papa, Tyler Smith, Coach Tesla Akers, Ronnie Skeens, Magnolia Girls Basketball, and we welcome them, Brandon Weaver, Dallas Nichols, Albert Knapper, Oak Hill Boys Basketball, they have all become part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Join us at Hoops underscore Roundup.
Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. It is 11-18 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on December the 7th, 2018. It's Pearl Harbor Day. It is it Pearl is. Harbor Day. And, um... Seventy-seven years ago. Seventy-seven years ago, okay, the uh, Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, a day which will live in infamy and jump-started the U.S. involvement into World War II, um, and, and a day that really changed the lives, even generations beyond uh, the greatest generation. I mean, for all of us, somebody in our family was affected by that day yep. and by that attack on Pearl Harbor. Um, you know, a lot of service people came from West Virginia. It seemed like, uh, of course, that was the case during World War II, basically throughout the country. But um, you'd be hard-pressed to find a family that didn't have someone involved in World War II. Right. And, of course, you know, the ship, the USS West Virginia, went yep. down. Yeah. Went down. And, uh, and mercifully, they pulled it out of the water and, and uh, reconstructed it, and it fought again. Yep. And uh, kind of like West Virginia, a resilient, <laughs> a resilient West Virginia, an aptly named uh, ship. Ship, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you know, so many veterans too. We've just passed Veterans Day in the past month, and I uh, just want to take a minute to say thanks to all of those out there who absolutely. served. This country allowed us the freedoms that we have and the opportunities that we have just to sit here and talk basketball. In the grand scheme of life, basketball is not a big deal. You know, when but, we talk we about love it. when we talk about veterans, I'll never forget the night we had Woody Williams on here, and that was that was so neat. Yeah, you know? the uh, oldest living Medal of Honor winner. It's still going strong. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he outlived the baseball field that was named after him. <laughs> and yeah, he's yeah he's ninety ninety five now, and and he just he's like the. The Ever Ready Bunny. He just keeps on ticking, and he, and matter of fact, uh, he travels because uh, uh, I have some interactions with Woody. He must travel at least twice a week somewhere around the country. Still, and he, he's been uh, v- vital in the Gold Star Family Monuments yeah. that are uh, appearing. They just put one in Wilmington, North Carolina. I saw that recently. report. Bill Murray. Yes, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. WSAZ yeah. alum. Good to see Bill. Yep, now living on a boat in Wilmington. <laughs> um, now he, he did that report for us, and that that was nice. And it's just, uh, you know, you see that, and that is the work of people such as Woody Williams. And, uh, yeah, it was such a pleasure to have him on last year. Dig up yeah. the archives if you want to listen to that interview. It was shortly after he tossed the coin at the Super Bowl last year. The man's done everything. I mean, it, it's really <laughs> just incredible. Like I said, I played a baseball game on Woody Williams Field, and it no longer exists. They tore it out and built a soccer complex on top of it. <laughs> he outlived the baseball field that was named after him. I don't mean to make light of that, but that's incredible to me. Like Bill said, it just keeps he on ticking. Keeps on a, 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 just a, a fascinating cool. person, and we should treasure those people Absolutely. because, unfortunately, we lose them um, you know, every day, basically. Um, so definitely uh, take a moment out to uh, say thanks to all of those who – uh, are the reason why we're here today and uh, and for the various actions that they went through and for all the, the good things they did for us. Wes McKinney, WAEY in Princeton, had the Tigers win over Nicholas County last night. Princeton is off to a good start this season at 2-0. and And Wes joins us now on the program. And uh, Wes, good basketball game uh, and a good start to the season for the Tigers. 
Yeah, guys. Uh, ha- by the way, Happy New Year. I know it's Pearl Harbor Day, but Happy New Year. New basketball season. Great to hear you guys' voices uh, again as we get ready for uh, another season of basketball here. And, and Ryan, as you mentioned, Princeton 2-0 on the year. Got a win over a Tazewell, Virginia team back on Tuesday night. They're struggling a little bit, still trying to rebuild down there in Tazewell County just across the border here um, in southern West Virginia. But that win last night, we talked about it before our broadcast and then after the game with first-year head coach Rob Williams. Last night was a chance for Princeton to move that proverbial needle a little bit. Of course, Nicholas County, a very senior-heavy team, and the junior Luke LaRose leads them, and they, I'm sure, have some state tournament aspirations here in about uh, three months. And, and the Grizzlies also ranked number 10 in, in, in the Class AA AP poll in the preseason. So uh, a nice win for Princeton last night. They really controlled the game from about uh, this five-minute mark um, of the first quarter, basically through the end. Nicholas County got within um, four points a couple of times there in the second half, but every time Nicholas County got close, Princeton responded. And I think that's really what you want to see from Princeton last night. How much, how much, uh, or I should say, how well was Princeton going to respond to each run that Nicholas County threw at them? Luke LaRose had 32 points, but Princeton, I thought, did, had a nice game plan. They let Luke LaRose get his and tried to stop everyone else, and that's kind of what they did last year whenever they beat Nicholas at home. They let Luke LaRose get whatever he wanted. They just made sure to shut down the other four players on the floor at, at, the, um, at the time of Princeton's win last year. So Princeton, again, off to a, a 2-0 start with those wins. And uh, a game coming up this week against Graham, Virginia, on the road. And I find this interesting, Wes, because Graham's football team plays in the Virginia State Championship this weekend. And that's a quick turnaround to, to a Monday game with Graham. I know it's a double-A size school in Bluefield, Virginia. Shares the border with West Virginia there. Um, is that a Graham team that will be at full strength? Actually, guys, they've actually moved that game to the following, uh, whatever the 21st is, the following uh, Friday. Following Friday, yes, thank you. I, I just know that I just know it's the 21st. Yeah, they're actually going to move that game to the to the following Friday, the 21st, because of Ryan, as you mentioned, Graham being in the uh, the two A state championship tomorrow uh, over in Salem, Virginia. The G men. Should be a good uh, matchup when uh, Graham and Princeton do battle now, as uh, Wes just mentioned, move back a little bit. Uh, but for the, for this Princeton team, um, you know there were there were some good signs last year. I know they weren't able to necessarily sustain them for uh, long stretches, but that was a ball club that I thought improved and showed good signs as the season went along. Uh, where is where are the expectations for this team right now? You know, Ryan, I, I don't want to put this kind of expectations on Princeton this early in the year, but last night is, or last year, I'm sorry, as we were uh, driving back from, from George Washington High School after Princeton had lost in the regional final, uh, I looked at my broadcast partner, Eric Lester, and I simply said, Princeton needs to be right back in this same spot next year, meaning this season, because this is a team with 16 years they start. Uh, four of those guys, along with a really athletic sophomore, Ethan Parsons. And I know that Woodrow Wilson is – they run the section until further notice. 
Greenbrier East is a little bit young, guys. Still, I know that Bimbo Coles is trying to build something there in Fairley, but they're still a, a little bit young over there in Greenbrier County. I don't think there's any reason to think that the expectations for Princeton is to at least make a regional final this year and be playing either here at home or be playing somewhere over in the Canal Valley come the second week of March. Wes, first off, good to hear from you. I, I miss our interactions from uh, since uh, Princeton's no longer in the MSAC. Used to enjoy visiting with you every year when you make the visit to Spring Valley or, or my, me visit you at uh, Princeton. Uh, talk about uh, Coach Rob Williams. Uh, you know, we, we uh, spent so many years uh, watching Princeton coached by Coach Gilliard. Uh, uh, what does uh, Coach Williams bring uh, style wise and such? Well, uh, he he was an assistant for Coach Gilliard there for two or three years before he took over as the head coach. And really, guys, that happened kind of late. Coach Gilliard didn't step down from being the uh, head boys coach till about, I think it was like the middle to the end of October there, um, like right around like week nine or ten of football season. So this happened really quickly. And actually, tryouts, Princeton still didn't have a head coach there, you know, when tryouts began right before Thanksgiving. So... Um, but Coach Williams knows, you know, basically every kid on the roster from him from from his time as being the assistant coach and then also the head JV coach. But you know, it, it's a little bit of a different philosophy than Coach Gilliard. He was more of an X's and O's guys wanted to run half court sets. But uh, Coach Williams really wants to get up and down. And the first half last night was a really really fast paced game. Not a lot of fouls were called. Both teams kind of had freedom, freedom of movement. Now, things did get a little bit tighter there in the second half as far as the game being called. But Coach Williams, he'll tell you he wants to press people. He wants to, he wants to just out-hustle people because he knows that there's going to be some games this year where Princeton doesn't have the athlete to, say, a Bluefield or a Graham or a Woodrow Wilson or, you know, if they would get into a regional final against a Capitol or South Charleston or someone like that. He, I mean, he knows that... He maybe doesn't have the best athletes, but he wants to try to out-effort you and out-hustle you each night. Princeton Tigers off to a 2-0 and start. The boys will be back in action not on Monday, but next Friday against Pikeview. Wes McKinney, WAUI, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, good to hear from you. It's like it's basketball again. Yes, indeed, guys. Yeah, We'll talk to you next Friday night, Princeton's uh, Christmas tournament. Uh, Princeton and Pikeview in the nightcap. Early game is Mount View and Bluefield, so it should be a pretty good basketball next week down here in Mercer County. Should be a lot of fun again. West McKinney, W-A-E-Y in Princeton. Let's go back to the phones, and uh, another tournament that's taking place right now is the Barbara J. Marone Key Player Shootout at Tulsa High School. Uh, girls basketball tournament, that's why Coach Marone isn't with us tonight. And uh, he has sent to us via phone assistant coach uh, Jennifer Jude. She joins us now as the Lady Rebels pick up a win in overtime tonight over Grace Christian. And uh, Coach Jude, nice win for uh, for the Tulsa Lady Rebels tonight. Yeah, we were very uh, pleased with our effort tonight and glad to come out with a win. And an overtime game early in the year, that, that could kind of test your mettle a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we have a uh, pretty young squad out there, so to be tested early on, I thought the girls you know, really took a step forward tonight. 19 points in the win tonight for Sarah Jude, and um, really it's a, it's a ball club that, that while young, there still are some names that are familiar to people who followed them a year ago, so at the very least, you have, while you do have a, a lot of young players, your older players are very experienced. 
Yeah, Sarah, as you know, had a lot of experience in the varsity level, and she came up big for us tonight, you know, got a steal there towards the uh, end of the regulation and then hit some free throws in a basket in overtime. But, you know, the girls just kind of follow her lead. So um, she's a good leader for us out there, and she's really brought these young ones along. Um, and I'm excited to see what this season has for her. And tomorrow you'll take on Cameron in the uh, championship game of the key player shootout. Cameron, a 67-60 win tonight over Tug Valley. What did you think watching that game? Uh, well, I think we'll have our hands full. Um, I thought that game you know, went back and forth. It was close the whole way through. Um, we'll definitely have to make some adjustments and short notice and short turnaround. Um, but they got some really nice players, and we just hope that what we have planned will work. So is the real reason Coach Marone didn't join us because the overtime game just took too much out of him tonight? Uh, no, I think he just <laughs> wants to throw me under the bus here. Um, hey, I think we found Rick's replacement. She's doing a great job tonight. Uh, Rick who? Well, thanks for the encouragement. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> now the, the Lady Rebels now 2-0 and on the season, and um, – Coach Jude, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for hanging in there with us tonight. And uh, best of luck to your basketball club tomorrow as they try to win the Barbara J. Marone Key Player Shootout with uh, a game against Cameron. All right. Thank you so much. All right. And uh, Coach Marone is still here if you need to um, talk to him. Oh, I think you covered yeah. all bases. You know, you know what? <laughs> I'm sure he's enjoying the hospitality room. He probably which is, second is. To, which is, by the way, second to none uh, at this event. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, anytime you it go to Tulsa, they will feed you. Yep, we tried to. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, again, thanks so much, and uh, good luck tomorrow. All right, thanks, guys. All right, again, that's Jennifer Jude, assistant coach of the Tulsa Lady Rebels, uh, standing in for Coach Marone uh, tonight. Uh, that ball club picks up an overtime victory over Grace Christian, which, for those who don't know, not an SSAC team, but uh, is a private school in Huntington. Uh, so a nice win for Tulsa over the Soldiers tonight and and they're playing a lot more ssac schools so uh, uh you know they're they're, they're just kinda, down the road from where we are i mean i mean, I mean they're, they're literally like three miles away and uh they're yeah they're kind of challenging themselves and and it's good to see more of, of the the christian schools kind of getting out of the cocoon of, of that group and playing the bigger public schools and a good game tonight i mean good that's game, a very huh? competitive basketball game and uh you know we love those exactly. we love them We'll be back with a scoreboard update as we get to the last half hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. When we come back, you're on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Jaden Lindsay, East Fairmont Bees. Jacob Clark, Riverside Warriors. Cole Honiger, Shady Springs Tigers, Sydney Nestor, Tucker County Mountain Lions, Isaiah Morgan, Ravenswood Red Devils, Deja Busby, Sherman Tide, Drew Williamson, Chapmanville Tigers, Ashton Maxwell, Buckhannon, Upshur, Bucks. Casey Hinchman, Spring Valley Timberwolves, Whitney Sampson, Wayne Pioneers, Cole Whited, Phil Barber Colts, Abby Beeman, Frankfurt Falcons. What they all have in common is they were selected last year by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as West Virginia's Standout Athlete of the Week. The last time you'll hear their names. If you have someone remarkable on your team, did you have an athlete make an outstanding play? You can nominate your team's players to become 
the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab, fill out the nomination form. We'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. Other things we want you to do, send us pictures of your games, of your fans. Send them to us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. You can send them to us via our Facebook page, or you can email them to scores at basketballnight.com. Give us your best picks of your team and your fans and become a part of basketballnight.com. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. It is 11.35 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell and Joe Linville. Happy to have you along with us here on this first episode of the season, the first Friday night in December. Uh, this is this is about as early as this show starts. Actually, I think the way the calendar falls, I think usually it ends yeah, up being the, the second. Are kinda, the yeah. second Friday. That's what I was thinking when I was kind of set my schedule earlier. So, but, but we're always the weekend after the Super Six, and uh, six seasons now, five complete and starting our six. We're we're beyond the postgraduate year. It's just flying by. It's hard to believe. I mean, it, it really is. We talk. You talk about it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe during the year how fast it goes, and. Um, it's also just hard to believe that you know the first group of kids that we talked to who were seniors have completed college by now and in the working world yes and um or or our seniors if they redshirted right. for instance one of the players we talked a lot about um the first year of the program was george washington high school senior john elmore mm-hmm. and uh things t- turned out pretty well for him absolutely and uh you know it's it's just it's fascinating to watch these kids grow and you know, another one that we talked to a lot throughout the course of her career was Shana Gore. She's in her senior season here at Marshall. Right. Of course, we are on the campus of Marshall University. A big thank you to the School of Journalism and Mass Communications who makes it possible for our, us to broadcast out of the television studios here on the Marshall University campus. First-class operation. Absolutely. And uh, a big thanks to all of those who who make that possible. And it's good to see that uh, you know there's there's more and more – uh, high school kids getting opportunities at all levels of college, but uh, I mean, we, we've talked about John Elmore, but uh, obviously you got C.J. Burks at Marshall, and you, you've got Jared West, and of course Brandon Knapper at West Virginia. So uh, both of the universities in the state giving uh, kids in our state opportunities to play local kids, yeah. local kids, yeah. so to speak, yeah. play that hillbilly ball as they say. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's really a lot of fun though to watch these kids grow up in their own way. And right. many times we talk to them several times over the course of you know a couple of years, and you can hear them mature just within in their the answers. Yeah. And I can be honest with you, we've been fortunate. And I think this speaks to the kids. I don't know that we've talked to anybody that I would even 
considered quote unquote immature right. over the years on this program. We've had a lot of good kids that we've talked to, and it really talks about the character of a lot of the kids within the state of West Virginia. Yeah. Unfortunately, this state does have its downfalls, and we tend to focus on them when it has so much to offer that is positive as well. We we expect that positivity, so we don't necessarily celebrate it as much sometimes. Right. And I understand that, but then you focus on the bad things and you lose track of the good things. Right. But it, like you say, it's great watching these their kids grow up. I mean, into into young adults. And uh, yeah, just letting you know what's looking forward on this program. We'll we'll do a scoreboard update again uh, near the end of the show. We'll also have cause time, one of our favorite times. Rick Kozlowski, the Martinsburg Journal. <laughs> you never know what you, he's thinking. You know, right? We we just kind of. <laughs> Welcoming in and Just turning loose. Wing it. <laughs> and because, uh, you know, sometimes you have uh, something that comes up and you can kind of point toward a conversation. But for the most part, we're all just people who enjoy this sport. And um, I was talking to Jason Phil, y'all, the sports fill in mm-hmm. on a, a local station in Huntington about the program a couple of weeks ago. And he asked, you know, who, who are we looking at as, you know, contenders this year? And I said, you know, probably the same handful of schools that are true contenders every year but we don't really focus on them um uh, they get their due as the season progresses and in the postseason but everybody has a story and we enjoy the sport and how the sport brings together communities and people and families and um yeah. We enjoy the history. We like we Absolutely. like we love to talk about the history of of the game in West Virginia because there's so many great stories. And you know, I think I can safely say that all of us appreciate and enjoy football. Oh, West yeah. Virginia is a basketball state. It's becoming that more and more. I, you know, I, at one time I would have said we're a football state, but I, I think you're right. I think basketball is is really grabbing hold and growing. Go to the Thursday morning session or the Wednesday morning, either one of the boys' state basketball tournament, the morning session, and you will have more people in that arena than attend the Saturday AAA and A games of the football state championships mm-hmm. in a typical year. Yep. Um, when I say typical, I mean you don't have Wheeling Park. Or I've never Brooklyn. been to Wheeling Island. <laughs> but I'll turn to Bill. <laughs> Bill, it, 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 it's true. It, exactly. Um, uh now, I wasn't at the game last week. I was down with uh, Marshall and Blacksburg, but uh, looking at the crowd, there were probably about 7,000 there. And you're exactly right. Uh, That's about th- what the th- session does. Th- those more, yeah, well, in yeah. fact, it depends on who's playing. You could have eight or 9,000 at those sessions of the basketball tournament. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun. It's just one of those things where we, we try to not lose track of that. Right. Now, a, a little bit of housekeeping here with the program. Um, by the way, our uh, special correspondent from uh, last year, Luke Creasy, I talked to him tonight. He was at the uh, Wayne game as well. It was just a little reunion of people at the Wayne. He, he's yeah. working at the HD now. He works, the, he works for, for HD, HD Media, Media now? For the yes. Wayne County News, yeah. specifically. But, yes, HD Media, which also covers Charleston now, and um, which is owned by Doug Reynolds, and, a Wayne grad, and, who played uh, basketball uh, for the Pioneers. And they, co- and they cover Logan, and they cover and Williamson, and they, yes. and they cover yeah, Madison. The Cole Valley News, <laughs> and the Logan Banner, and the Williamson Daily, Daily News. News yeah. Yes, and, um, you know, we, we talked with Dave Morrison earlier, and he's been through a lot of these small-town newspapers, and, and 
one thing that I, I think we should never lose track of is that um, the smaller communities, you know, it's not necessarily that what you're putting in the newspaper is dyed in the wool hard news. Just put stuff in there about them. It's about their friends and family and neighbors. and It's history. Yeah. I mean. And, and this is what I'm afraid of is that when we get way down the road from now, and I'm not blaming anyone for this, by the way. I'm, I'm not putting a villain on anybody. <laughs> we today look back at old newspapers to get historical information. I'm not sure we're going to have that in the future. Granted. Quote, everything's online. Well, no, it's, it's not. In the big, no, it's not. You're right. <laughs> not <laughs> you know, in the big database. No, no, it isn't. At, least, at least not the context of right. the, the, the details. And there, and there are reasons for this happening. This is, again, not to cast anyone as evil. Not at all what I'm getting at. But um, just that, that's something I worry about and something that I, I, I challenge those currently overworked newspaper writers yeah. to make sure that they document their history. I'll share this real quick. When Speedy Bevins retired down at Logan in, from radio, he had boxes and boxes and boxes full of newspaper articles. That was his archives. I, I mean, and that's the way it's been done for years. You know, I still speak to him sometimes. How do you? He, uh, he, he is the insurance agent for right. one of my co-workers. Oh, okay. And he calls her every now and then. And I end up having to Switch the phone. I was like, Speedy? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's got that distinguished voice. Yes, you can always tell when Speedy Bevins is calling. Exactly. Or, excuse me, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. He's official now. Yes. But, um, you know, um, have a good time with that as well. But uh, when we come back, we'll have our poll question. We'll have our final check of the scoreboard. We'll have cause time. And also, we do want to let you know now. We'll let you know that as well. If you want to nominate someone for Athlete of the Week, our Standout Athlete of the Week, you can do that. On basketballnight.com, you only have to do it once. That's right. One time. But we've only. gotten it several already. Yeah, yeah. we have. Yes. Yeah. But you only have to send it it's one time. It's not a popularity contest. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, we'll read it. We'll and they stay in the uh the vat. The, the stack. The, 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 stack the stack for the entire season. Yes. Right. So it's not like you didn't get it this week, so you have to read it. You don't have to do that. We'll take care of all of that when basketball <laughs> Friday night in West Virginia. <laughs> concludes after this on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including our newest affiliate tonight, we rock West Virginia louder. 105 KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. We're also on 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV, and Fisher. The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY in Moundsville. Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel. Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits, 106. WHFI, Linside, 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES, Charleston, 950 AM. The Voice of the Coalfields. 
101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan, Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM, The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Henton, The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmund Beckley, Tune for You Radio, Yap Radio 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay. 104.5 FM WASP Huntington, 101.1 FM WVWP LP in Wayne, and 90.7 FM WFGH Ford Gay, and Marshall University's flagship station, WMUL Huntington. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 11.47, rounding up basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville here, Bill Cornwell also here as well. But joining us now is Spencer Dupuy of Student Station WMUL, Marshall University uh, radio voice. And Spencer, you have... You get to debut this year's poll question, the first one of the year. Yes, and this week's poll question is, should there be a running clock mercy rule in West Virginia high school basketball? You can head over to basketballnight.com to cast your vote. Thank you very much. And, uh, of course, that comes up. Uh, we have we have one in football. If it gets to 35 points in the fourth quarter, you have a running clock. I've seen that a few you times to, this year. You have the, <laughs> I've seen it I've seen more than I care to mention. Uh, you have the 10-run rule in right. baseball. baseball. You have a 15-run rule in softball in three innings. That can go very fast. You can have a 29-minute yep. game. I've seen those. And, um, but we don't have one that shortens the basketball mm-hmm. game. Do we need to or do we not? There's your Good chance question. to answer your, your poll question. And um, Spencer will have that answer for you, uh, what you say, next week. Polls open at midnight. Time for a check of the scoreboard. And Joe will have you do the boys' scores. I'll actually do the girls' scores. I'll give Bill Cornwell a break this time. Looking for scores? Look no more. Go to basketballnight.com. It was Grundy, Virginia over Greenbrier East tonight, 57-53. Jefferson Cougars down Broadfording Academy, 40-37. Stonewall Jackson from Manassas over Spring Mills tonight in the Muscleman Classic, 83-68. It was Frankfurt over North Garrett, Maryland, 58-50. It was Pendleton County falling to Turner Ashby High School tonight, 67-55. RCB, the Eagles, down Winfield tonight, 66-53. Indian Creek, Ohio, over Weir, 66-60. It was Philip Barber downing Pocahontas County tonight, 93-36. Cabell Midland down to South Point, Ohio, 71-50. Belfry, Kentucky, over the Wayne Pioneers, 72-61. St. Clairsville, Ohio, over Brooke, 101 to 44. It was University over Buckhannon Upshur, 101 to 52. Buffalo, the Bisons over Wahama, 74 55. It was Charleston Catholic down in Liberty Raleigh, 55 46. Doddridge County over Clay County, 74 68. Morgantown over Elkins, 87 49. 
Tug Valley in a big win. One point over Greater Beckley Christian, 56-55. Greenbrier West down Independence, 66-60. It was Lincoln County over Van, 76-37. Mount View down the Man Hillbillies, 68-59. Oak Hill over Pikeview, 96-57. Warren Local, Ohio over Parkersburg Big Reds, 50-44. It was Ritchie County falling to Ravenswood, 41-38. Hurricane over Ripley, 63-36. It was Riverside falling to St. Albans, 55-46. Summers County loses tonight to a very talented Shady Springs team, 69-59. The Polka Dots over Valley Fayette, 65-41. Wetzel, or Valley Wetzel over Payton City, 81-55. Webster County over Calhoun County, 92-34. Fairmont Senior over Wyoming East, 77-58. James Monroe down Allegheny, Virginia, 58-53. Hedgesville, the Eagles over Silver Oak Academy, Maryland, 87-46. Stafford, Virginia over Musselman, 53-40. Grafton, or to Trinity Christian tonight, 68-44. Charleston Catholic winners tonight over Liberty Raleigh, 55-46. Ryan? One more boys score that we just got in. Logan defeated Sissonville tonight, 101-63, the final in that one. So let's look at the girls' scores tonight from across West Virginia. A couple of -of out-of-state games as well. First, though, it was Wheeling Central Catholic defeating Polka. 59-26. to 26. That's in the Williamstown tournament. Williamstown also won its game tonight, so you'll have Williamstown and Wheeling Central play tomorrow. At Boyd County, Kentucky in Cannonsburg, just across um, the Big Sandy River on I-64, it was Boyd County defeating Wyoming East, 59-55. The Lions get 37 points from Marshall Commit Savannah Wheeler in the win. Bluefield defeats Tazewell, Virginia, 56-49. It was Magnolia over Payton City, 59-41. Cameron defeats Tug Valley, 67-60. The Dragons will take on Tulsa tomorrow in the Barbara J. Marone Key Players Shootout Championship game. The Lady Rebels pick up an overtime win over Grace Christian out of Huntington today. That final score was 51-45. Also tonight in girls' high school basketball, it was... Richwood defeating Fayetteville, 63-60. James Monroe beats Blacksburg, Virginia, 54-32. It was Montcalm over Oak Hill by a final of 42-27. Moorfield wins the Battle of Hardy County tonight, 66-13 over East Hardy. Sissonville wins over Valley Fayette, 60-32. Clay Battelle defeats Robert C. Bird, 44-35. Gilmer County beats East Fairmont tonight, 56-50. Spring Mills, a winner over Hampshire, 71-58. Summers County defeats Midland Trail, 63-41. The Wayne Pioneers go to 3-0 as the Lady Pioneers defeat Nicholas County, 68-47. It was Parkersburg over Ripley, 71-46. Shaylee Kirby scores the 1,000th point of her big red career. It was Preston defeating Washington, 50-37, Tyler Consolidated beats Ritchie County, 47-34. Riverview picks up a 67-20 win over Mount View. It was Trinity Christian, 65, South Harrison, 13. And the Oak Glen Golden Bears get their first one of the season, now 1-2, and two, 
after beating Toronto, Ohio in a thriller tonight, 62-60. That is your basketballnight.com scoreboard. Before we go to cause time, any of those scores stick out to you, Joe? There was a couple over 100 points scored tonight. That's big offensive games for high school basketball. Bill, anything stick out to you tonight? Uh, just uh, some exciting games tonight, but we also had a, a couple of games. And in, in fact, we'll fit in with our poll question because you had a couple <laughs> of games there where you had teams in the final score scored in the teens. And that would really fit into, do we have a running clock? Do we have some kind of a, a early end of a game when it's uh, really uncompetitive? And uh, before we go to college, I want to say thank you to our new affiliates, um, 104.1 WVXS in Romney, as well as WZTS TV 16 in Fayette County. And a big thank you to new affiliate uh, with Al Sergius Summit Media, 105 KQV in Nicholas and Braxton County, West Virginia, as the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family continues to grow. You know, someone who's been a member of the family since this show began. Dun, dun, dun. From the Martinsburg Journal. Yes, local journalism matters. That's Rick right. Kozlowski joins us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Koz? It's a time. It's Koz time. <laughs> I can see him kick back and recliner yeah. listening to the he music. He just doesn't want to interrupt. <laughs> That's all it is. Rick, welcome to the program. Great tune, great tune. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you was chilling out, wasn't you? You were absolutely <laughs> chilling out. Hey, Rick, uh, uh, I know you've been a busy guy, uh, kind of following some of your work uh, uh, with football. Uh, is it actually time to relax now after following Musselman and, and Martinsburg and, and, and all those teams up there in the, in the panhandle? <laughs> well, it's interesting because I, 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 I've been doing football stuff this week still and trying to mix in some basketball previews. And I had three coaches telling me about how far behind they were mm-hmm. because of football. Mm-hmm. And two of them, Musselman and, and Hedgesville, weren't used to having their players, some of their players, come late to practice. Now, it's become kind of, I guess, a, a routine thing for Martinsburg, but uh, in, in the case of Hedgesville, Kelly Church, their coach, told me that uh, yeah, we're about a week behind, and, uh, and and it's just it's just so difficult for us to try to learn anything. Of course, they go out tonight and score 84 points. Uh, you know, they looked okay after a sluggish, sluggish first quarter. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's 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 a convenient excuse, and I'm not saying that these guys are trying to make excuses for their teams because it's like, yeah, wow, we go from one sport to the other, we, we barely can breathe. Hey. There it is. Championship day is on Saturday or Friday for the double case of the double A's, and you turn around, and here on Tuesday you got a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's a quick turnaround. Just keep pushing everything together. Yeah, but one thing, Rick, and I think you'll agree with me on this because you get to cover it. Kids are a lot more resilient than adults, and adults don't seem to really understand that sometimes. We forget that. Well, I think if you look back at, you know, when you were a kid, you know, how much could you do? How many sports might you play in one day? 
I How went from buddies? yeah, I went from baseball, I went from basketball practice to baseball practice, same day, several and times. Probably, probably sneaked in a swim in there as well. <laughs> I swim like a rock. And, so. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, yeah but, but you go hang out the pool. Right, the, yeah, yeah, kids can do lots of things, and and we as adults, we we kind of look at things and say. Man, I don't know if I can get to that today or, or not. Well, and Rick, then you don't. Yeah, exactly. You don't get to it tomorrow or the next day either. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, Rick, we have about 30 seconds left. And um, looking forward to another basketball season. And uh, I think we should have a lot of fun with uh, a lot of the teams. Um, looks to me like we've got an open open season for at least for AAA boys. Yeah, I think so. Uh yeah, certainly you look at uh, a couple of teams, they have a lot of people back. I know Martinsburg has quite a few uh, team members back. I don't know if they're going you know, to race to the, get the second uh, or first uh, this season or not, but they have uh, quite a few. But I think around here, you know, Martinsburg is the team to beat. And then the second bid is wide open. Rick, always a pleasure. Anybody. Always a pleasure. We'll get more into this next week. We, we're, we'll give you more time. We we'll figure it out. Yeah, that's on our side. Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. Always a pleasure. It's time to step aside and uh, call it a day. Week one in the books. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week Thank with Basketball Friday Night. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.